Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel, and welcome to a Thursday and a very special Thursday on this February day after an amazing three-plus years of an incredible relationship with Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls here in Teaneck, New Jersey. We finally are here to broadcast live and to give them one big thank you and to find out how they are celebrating their 20th anniversary. Their big 20th anniversary dinner is coming up on March the 5th. We'll have details about that. We have a lot of great people to meet. We have our video up. If you are a, uh, if you are anybody out there, first of all, you're invited, if you're anybody out there, <laughs> to watch. But certainly, if you are a, uh, an alum or, or a, um, a faculty member or a friend, or anybody who has uh, an interest in a peek into Mayanot Yeshiva High School during this year of 2016, go to our homepage right now. It's NahumSiegel.com. The video is up. We are here with this beautiful backdrop and a wonderful-looking Beit Midrash and an absolutely beautiful building. This is a stunning atmosphere for, uh, for Torah and uh, secular education, I can tell you that much. And uh, in addition to that, in addition to our great staff, Nachum Siegel Network, JMNAM staff, both here and in Jersey City. Uh, we have uh, both Chava Siegel and Yonina Siegel here this morning who can attest to the amazing and incredible days that they have had here uh, over the last three-plus years at Mayanot Yeshiva High School. So it's an exciting morning. We get to meet a lot of interesting people, a lot of great folks who are uh, uh, taking care of a, a lot of wonderful young ladies in our community and you are invited to stay with us until 9 o'clock this morning on a special Thursday edition of JM in the AM. We'll continue with this uh, great morning selection from Shalshelis Jr. We'll start introducing our guests, get our official greetings later this hour to Maya Note. And I'll have a comment in a few minutes about how appropriate this show is timing-wise after what we did in Israel last week. Uh, Shalshalis Jr. kicks us off. Thanks for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. And, of course, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org and on the NSN app.
J.M. in the A.M. Sorry about that. We will get to Simcha Liner. Don't worry. For all you Simcha Liner fans, we'll make sure to include him in the first hour of our Maya Note program this morning here at J.M. in the A.M. Nachum Siegel. We're in Teaneck, New Jersey. Maya Note Yeshiva High School for Girls. Uh, we are anticipating, and uh, we are here in advance of their big 20th anniversary dinner celebration, which is happening on the 5th of March at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. I hope you're watching. One thing we proved last week, a lot of people like to watch the video, uh, the actual webcast of the show as it's going on, and as we bring in more and more guests, they'll get more and more interesting. 30 degrees, and that's at NahumSiegel.com on the homepage. You can check it out right now. 30 degrees outside with 54% humidity, winds in northwest at 8 miles per hour. Probably about 30 degrees warmer than it was a few days ago here. Thank goodness. <laughs> I would not have wanted to show up on one of those zero-degree mornings. Sunny today with a high temperature of 36. 70 degrees in Yerushalayim for those who are enjoying uh, their visit to the Holy Land. And again, 30 uh, right here in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, as we broadcast our number one of our uh, visit to Mayanot Yeshiva High School. Uh, you heard Atov, that was the Yedidim Choir with Yanki Orlansky and company from their brand new one, Yedidim Choir, volume number two. You heard Chalshelis Jr. from the Thankful CD with Elokai and, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. Miriam L. Wallach is here producing today's show, of course, and I thank her for that. We have a whole team here, in fact, a team, a team that has grown. Have you noticed we have more seagulls on the team this morning? team has grown over the last few days. We went to Israel. I only noticed four or five people. All of a sudden, we come here to Teaneck, and my gosh. You joke we need our own plane. <laughs> this team has exploded. <laughs> oh, we didn't need the plane today. Today, <laughs> transportation was easy enough without it. Last week, we certainly could have used our own, but that's a uh, that's a discussion for another day. But I first of all, good morning to you. And good morning to you. And I, I was thinking how... Thanks uh, for that heads up, by the way, that I should put a headset on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The least okay. I could do. Exactly. It's funny that I was thinking in the context of what uh, of the programming we did last week and the impact it had yeah. really everywhere, how interesting it is that we're at one of the uh, uh, stellar uh, yeshiva high schools, and what I like to call the uh, yeshiva league or the yeshiva high school system, New York, New Jersey, and beyond, um, because so many of the themes that we touched on last week, whether it be the uh, respect for the Israeli soldiers. Sure whether it be the entire concept of unity and togetherness, which is uh, such an important part of the Jewish Unity Initiative, and uh, really brought home the message of solidarity to our brothers and sisters in Israel, and I think to everybody back here as well. Uh, whether it's Zionism in general, and just keeping Israel in mind, and knowing that if we're going to do anything with this program, as we've proven over the last 30-plus years, um, in any area of the world, it always has to start with Israel. And I think... I could say with confidence that those themes are are taught and discussed and are part and parcel of schools like this on a regular basis. I agree with you. And, and just being in the building for the first time, as I don't have kids who go here, <laughs> um, simply because the commute would really be that just that complicated. Um, you walk through the holes. You see what the kids have up. You see the pictures that they have on their own lockers. They see the the causes that they're supporting. Lone soldiers, flyers are on the walls. Israeli flags are on. Even it, it's, right. it's. I'm going to use the word um, infiltrated, but it is totally not the right word because there's a negative connotation to that. But there's a there's a piece of Israel even in the artwork that the girls are doing and that's displayed on the world on the walls. There's clearly. A, a major 
um, not only support, but a a, a, a real focus. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. A real, real focus on Israel, and also, you know, as as um, as a woman who lives in the man's world, and as a woman raising daughters, um, the the building itself and the facilities and the opportunities and the fact that we're in the Beit Midrash, which is a fully, um, I don't want to say stocked, it is a well-represented and and beautifully finished Beit Midrash. Yeah, that's true. Um, where no expense is spared in terms of what kinds of sources and resources are being afforded to the girls. It's it to say it's equal opportunity makes it sound very something, right. but I I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm impressed. I would expect nothing less. This is exactly what I would expect in my note. This is really a good uh, whoever chose it. This is a great location for this show because of what you just said, the way it looks and the way it's presented and the. Uh, what it represents. Yeah, what absolutely. It rep- what it represents this room. And it's funny because I've been here obviously, you know, many times before in the building, but I never had the chance, like I did early this morning, to just stop and, you know, tour a little bit and see what's here on the walls and the messages that are being communicated, uh, through all the different signs and decorations. And hey, they do a great job. So you're, there you have it. Yeah, you're and, not here as a parent today. Correct. Yeah. I'm here as an admirer, and I'm here as an observer, That's and right. I'm and I'm so impressed. And between just looking at what's in front of me, you have all these art scroll Talmud Bavlis that are available on the wall, you know, on on the bookshelves, and then next to them you have the Steinsaltz editions. And and there, there, number one, there isn't one copy of anything. It's not like they expect one kid to pick up <laughs> to pick it up. There are numerous opportunities. The you know, there's the uh, the Shulchan Aruch is behind me. Everything is Listen here. Listen to you speak about Judaica. I, I can read. Amazing. It's really, it's really, you know, hilchos <laughs> of money. I mean, that's something we should tackle. <laughs> but it's great. I think yeah. it's, I think it's fantastic. It's really, it's. Um, in fact, we're going to have one of the first segments we're going to do today is about the Torah programming and, in general, uh, the uh, Judaic studies here at uh, Judaic studies and beyond. You know, the all the extra things that go under that category. Um, here at Maya Note. So I think it's a good observation, and I appreciate uh, what you added to it because uh, coming off of last week, understanding what's important, Hmm. seeing that here in the U.S., and I didn't always think this way. It's funny. So often, and maybe it took my kids to get to Yeshiva High School to really get this, so often I thought that in Israel we are so far beyond, and in many ways we are, with all these messages, you're there on the spot. You're there, you know, in, in the place where it's all happening. And I always wondered, you know, is it a very small percentage of that message that's getting out to our kids here? And then I noticed that, you know, we come here, and I think it's, I think it's more than I had suspected. I think it's, I think there's more of the Homer and the material uh, that people like us are looking for than uh, than I had suspected, which is a good feeling. It is, thank God, it is a good feeling. Last week was an unbelievable success on many many levels, and what I was particularly pleased about was that our listeners not only were expressing to us that they got it, you know, that it factor, they got it. They really understood what we were trying to do last week. They understood that the shows all had their own different flavor and were crafted in a particular way, but they also felt so strongly about it that they tried to be to to give thanks to those people who made sure to send us. Right. And that to me was great. You know, when we get feedback from listeners, I went to Pomegranate to say thanks. Right. I spoke to somebody at Traveler's Choice and said thanks. And all of those opportunities and even hearing from Traveler's Choice 
you know, we, we got feedback as well. To me, it's, it's, it's more than that. Not only do they get the message, but they feel strongly about it enough to say thank you to the people who made it happen. That's, no that's huge it. to me. No question about it. That's huge. Um, Maya Notes Facebook page, Maya Notes Yeshiva High School. Is that the name of it? Yes. Simple as that. Maya Notes Yeshiva High School. Facebook page for Maya Notes is Maya Notes Yeshiva High School. You can find it, obviously, on Facebook. And I have a feeling they'll be posting some of the uh, photos and some of the aspects of this visit all through the day, so you can check it out. Like the page now, so you have it there, and you can see the uh, the different things that Maya Note will be posting. We are at Maya Note Yeshiva High School in Teaneck, New Jersey. Plenty of special guests coming up, including our official greeting to Maya Note, which is going to be happening in about 15 minutes or so. By We're the way, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. you know who's coming by? Who? Oh. Mayor Cruder. Oh, Mayor Cruder will be here. He'll be from Cruder Photography taking his photos. But also, he does a class here. And he does. He teaches in yeah, Maya Notes. How do you he like that? He does a photography class here. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we were able to, to secure his services last week without <laughs> having to worry about his school schedule. Yeah. I'm not sure everybody was happy about that. But thank <laughs> you, everyone at Maya Notes, for making that happen. And, of course, to Rusi Kruder. So yeah. the only thing we're not going to be – the only thing we'll be missing this morning in the photos is the background of Harabayat. Outside of that – There'll be great photos coming out of my. Oh, today. absolutely! There'll right. be. And by the way, we also got great feedback about the pictures. Well, the photos were incredible. Yeah, they really. Thank God. All, All right. good. All good. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to um, uh, invite everybody to stay tuned. Between now and 9 a.m., we have incredible programming on our stream all day long on Thursday. We'll go through that lineup coming up later on, and uh, you are invited to. Uh, um, to go to the homepage nachomsegel.com and check out what's happening here at Maya Note Yeshiva High School. Plenty more coming up. Simcha Liner is promised. This is JM in the AM.
We are working on our uh, technical difficulty is right. My gosh. That's interesting. Survives a 6,000-mile journey, <laughs> and, and the music gets presented nicely. And for some reason this morning, we're having a, a technical problem, which we're working on right now. That's beyond the cold that I have. It's very bad. We yeah. have this cold, plus we have this dealing right. with. Imagine right. that. It's, by the way, it's, it's very old school, this issue. Because, you know, ZK said it sounds like there are skips. I'm like, right, but there are no CDs. It's yeah, just a file. You could even skip on a file, though. That lesson we've learned. What do you want to do? You want to do this, ZK? You don't want to get You want to play off my iPad? You Here's your play? chance, folks. You want to see ZK in the camera shot? Here's your chance right now. Go to NahumSiegel.com. This is what it looks like be behind the scenes. And you can see exactly, exactly. what it's like to make a last-minute change. What I, do you need? I, I lost my plug. It's somewhere under there. You mean like this? There you go. Shkayah. I got a shkayach in the base madrash. On the bait madrash. Seriously? Yeah, for now. All right, ZK may have a solution. For those of you tuned in for this hour and you have to tune out soon, I want to give you the dinner information so you have it. As Mayanot celebrates 20 years, their 20th anniversary dinner celebration will honor the memory of Ravaren Lichtenstein, Mayanot's postache from the school's inception whose strong support for Mayanot's singular vision for Jewish women's education enabled the school to take root and to flourish. Um, it'll also be honoring uh, Ria and Tim Lavart, the Keter Shem Tov awardees, Chomi and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, the Amude Mayanot awardees, Shira and Doug Dubitsky, the parents of the year, and Dr. Julie Goldstein, among the people that we'll meet this morning, as teacher of the year. It all happens Saturday night, March the 5th, the Congregation Keter Torah, starting at 8.30 p.m. at 600 Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. You can go to the Mayanot website for information or dial 201 Eight three three four three zero seven. Again, that's two zero one eight three three four three zero seven for information. Go to myanote.org. 
uh, or get your dinner reservations in by telephone by speaking to the people here at the Maya Node office. Uh, it's been 20 years, and we are and we are um, wishing them a very, very happy anniversary. And we'll have a chance to discuss, I'm sure, how this whole 20th anniversary celebration, even beyond the dinner, has been going the entire school year. ZK says we should give this one more shot, so we'll do that. You think this problem can be fixed with a 9-volt? If it could, then i tell you one thing. The problem will be solved for sure. That I can guarantee He's getting you. annoyed right now that you're not hitting play. Let's see what happens. J.M. and the A.M., there you go. Wanted to uh, <laughs> wanted to present the Weiner Brothers and their country wake-up jam here at J.M. and the A.M. And you thought this would just be, you know. I thought this was going to be a relatively easy hour because, yeah. after all, I quit iTunes and I'm reopening it. <laughs> Thank you, C.K. Uh, try it again, all right. Yes, it's fun. It certainly is. Thursday lineup. Uh, you know that once we uh, hit 9 o'clock in the morning at jmnam.org and on the NSN app, and your comments on the NSN app are welcome at any point, you can do that right now by going to the home screen of our app. gives you the option to uh, add a comment and say whatever you wish regarding our programming. I'm pretty sure, sorry, I'm pretty sure, by the way, I know that Yoni's taking care of this now, but I'm pretty sure that Michael Fragan at 930 is discussing the passing of uh, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, which is, you know, that is a that is more than a 30-minute conversation. I have no idea how he's <laughs> going to do it in 30 minutes, but something you and I were just discussing off the air, which we're not, unfortunately, nobody's going to be able to cover this week, is the whole Apple conversation. So there's so much going on on the stream and so much going on beyond the stream that uh, programming today is not to be missed, that's yeah, for sure. Apple meaning in terms of... Uh, not your iTunes issue right now, correct. Right. right. <laughs> that's a different Apple issue. Ap- Apple meaning uh, to what degree Apple could be forced to reveal information in the industry. Or to develop the technology to potentially reveal information. Correct. In right. order to... Uh, for issues of national and international security, I guess we'd call it. I don't know how, how, how best to put it. I don't... Yeah. I think that's um, as best as you can do. Yeah. Meanwhile, it does not look like this is going to. Uh, so should I go to? Should we go yeah, to Plan B? I, I think we have. Awesome. To, I think we have to go to Plan B. Excellent. You know, by the way, when I hijack the music schedule around here, it's a totally different animal. Well, there you go. What's up, Maya Node? Hello, New Jersey, and good morning, JM and AM. We are going to be. Uh, but before, we, oh, but before we allow her to hijack the playlist awesome. and the music schedule, maybe. <laughs> I'm maybe, so excited. We have finally had a a a, a Yeshua here. This is a dream come true. In terms of our programming, and let's see if it works out. Uh, Nobody lets me do anything around here. Let's see if we can do this, ZK. Arye Kunstler at JM and the AM. I'm just telling you. We don't have him going. I'm ready. Okay. Where's my cord? It's right here. All right. Oh, my God. Miriam Wallach is taking Do you know what I'm playing, by the way? What do you think I'm playing? I have no idea. Are you for real? 
I just have no idea because I'm so focused on the fact that this is not doing what we wanted to do here in this first hour. What song have I wanted to be played on the air live? I'm doing. I'm giving you as many clues as possible that I was redeemed last week. A song? I was validated last week. Not even. Not to be done on the air. Oh, the uh, the Ohad song. Shkayach. Come on. Um, what's the name of it? Malchutcha. Malchutcha. Last time Ohad did this was... That's it, right? Yeah. All right. We're back on track track musically. Could I be happier right now? Ohad is on, and you're listening to JM in the AM. Yeah. 
JM in the AM. Omek Hadavar before that. I want to thank uh, Ohad. Uh, that's what Chad said. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> so, 613. 613 for volume number four before that. Omek Hadavar before that. Malchusko with Ohad here at JM in the AM. Well, we're here at Mayanot. Mayanot Yeshiva High School in advance of their big 20th anniversary celebration dinner coming up on the 5th of March. And it's one of those uh, times of the uh, live remote radio shows I look forward to most when we get our official greeting from the people uh, 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 who are in charge of where we are. And it is with great pleasure that we welcome both the principal, uh, Mrs. Rifka Kahan, principal of Mayanot Yeshiva High School, to our program, and uh, Tamara Pell, who is the assistant principal for academic life. Welcome to both of you, and thank you for welcoming us from JM and the AM here to Mayanot. Mrs. Kahan, how are you? God, thank you so much for coming to Maya Note. It's very exciting for us to welcome you. This is a great opportunity for us. I appreciate that. It is difficult in just a few minutes to 
describe to everybody 20 years worth of my note and everything that you're trying as a uh, the leader of this great educational team to accomplish but let's let's do our best what in fact can you tell us that would describe the vision and the type of uh, of school that you've always envisioned for my note um, so I'll reflect on a piece of that, and then Mrs. Appel sure. will share her thoughts also. Um, I think that Maya Note is really based on a vision of appreciating every student as her own world and welcoming every question that comes in. Um, I remember as coming as a new teacher to Maya Note how strongly it was conveyed to me that every question is welcome, every student's voice is appreciated, and I think that just continued and flourished over the 20 years of the school, the, helping each student grow on her own path over the course of four years of high school and really find who she is within within a world of Torah and inspiration. Now, in order to do that, you need a great faculty, you need a great staff, you need some creative people around you, and I guess you have all that. Yes, <laughs> I'm very proud of our faculty that feel very committed to that vision. What could you tell us, Mr. Pell, about this whole issue or this whole topic of vision and what the school is looking to accomplish with its students? Well, I think that what Mrs. Kahan said is really very true. Um, this reminds me a little bit about about 12 years back when I was applying to teach at Mayanot. Um, I arrived at the school and uh, a, an acquaintance that I, of mine who was teaching there at the time uh, saw me about 10 minutes before I was giving two model lessons. And he said to me, I just have one piece of advice for you. Don't ask any questions to which you already know the answers. Um, and not that it's not important to check facts, check that students understand facts, and check that they understand. But 10 minutes before the model lesson, I sort of shifted my mind to think, how can I put a question out there, put many questions out there, and have it become theirs, and have the students drive the conversation, and drive the Torah learning, and drive the history learning, and drive the chemistry learning. How can I do that? And that became my question over the, the next 12 years, and not just mine, but really a reflection of what the whole school is about. And is that how you then go ahead and search for new faculty, or people who are you know, coming to the school, you want those who could do what you just described? Absolutely. We we look at many, many faculty, many potential faculty before we hire uh, any because we're looking for that combination of putting putting the conversation in the hands of the students, inspiring passion, showing the students their own passion, um, and really allowing students to kind of chart their own paths with a support, with guidance. Uh, so we're looking for something very special. You know, it's funny because we talk about student life and we talk about about uh, extracurricular activities and, you know, so many things that people concentrate on in terms of schools being bigger and better and, and uh, you know, being able to service the students and parents so well. But you're principal for academic life, and sometimes we forget how important that as a basis for a school is. It's the academics. It's, the, it's what's happening in the classroom that is really most important. Right. I mean, I think that's true that at a baseline, students come to school to learn to grow, and that because they spend most of their time in the day in the classroom, the dynamic between the students and the teachers and what happens with the students, among the students, between the students and the teachers, is critically important. Having said that, I think that one of the things that Maya Note is really about is combining the goals of the academic life together with the goals of student life right. so that programming really reflects academics and academics really furthers the goals of programming outside the classroom. All right, we're talking about the 20th anniversary celebration, how important a year this has been. Mrs. Kahan, how has the year gone so far? 
been an exciting year. We've really had all of the different stakeholders in the school, the students and parents and teachers involved in celebrating what we've become over the course of 20 years. We just recently had a night that was specifically for students, or they they organized a, a game night and. And it was a very, it's been an exciting time to sort of come together as a community that we are now and also reflect back on 20 years of growth. It's now February, so is there like a, a sort of a bridge or a transition? Because as you're solidly into this incredible academic year, you are certainly looking forward to what's going to be happening in September. I'm sure you've met a lot of potential new students over the last couple of months, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that is a, what would you say? A very exciting thing, a very, a very promising thing. How, how, how does that whole process go for you? Is it one that you look forward to? Sure. Um, there's, I think that there also sort of the bridge between meeting the new students and thinking with teachers about what next year will look like academically is, is very exciting as we go through that process. We just accepted our class of 2020, a really wonderful group of students that we enjoyed meeting over the last several months and are also working together with faculty to plan new initiatives for next year um, in, in science, technology, engineering, and math, and in other areas as well of, of academic and student life. Um, this is Rifki Kahana's principal here at Maya Note as she greets us here at JM in the AM as we open up our discussion about what's happening here during the big 20th anniversary year, the celebration happening on Saturday night, March 5th, uh, the anniversary dinner in honor and in celebration of the 20th anniversary. And Tamara Pell is assistant principal for academic life here at, uh, at Maya Note. What have been some of the highlights for you of this year? Uh, I know the 20th anniversary meant and continues to mean you know, special events and different things that are uh, you know paying extra attention, so to speak, to these two decades. Anything stand out for you in the last uh, in the last few months? I actually think one of the most exciting things for me was the uh, the student-generated student 20th celebration that we had recently um, in which, uh, it, you know, the students combined with some faculty members planned uh, a 20th, 20th anniversary celebration for the student body. And it was very exciting because it really was a reflection of what Maya Note is about. Students taking initiative, saying we want a program, you know, we want to design something that will appeal to us that will reflect Maya Notes values and be fun and exciting and interesting. Um, and it was a blast. The, the fa- many faculty came and we all had a great time. Uh, and it was a combination of real celebration um, and just real reflection on what it means to be 20 years old. It's funny you mentioned that one because, and I did not know you'd say that in advance, because I, I had, I don't know if you heard our discussion earlier, about a half hour ago, we were talking sort of about the spirit, about the uh, you know the, the feeling that one gets when you walk the halls here. There seems to be an atmosphere of of great pride and celebration, a little bit of laughter. Like you, you just see it from what's around and the way the students have have done everything from decorate their lockers to decorate the building. And uh, it sounds like that, uh, whether it was, whether it was spontaneous or not, was a a good reflection of that whole attitude. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we um, we took surveys in the past year or two of of students asking for information and reflections about what appealed to them most about Maya Note, all in an effort to understand and to keep growing. And one of the phrases that came up the most frequently in students' descriptions of Maya Note was that they feel comfortable right. in the building. And that just means everything to us. Very nice. Well, it sounds like it's been a uh, a great year so far. Continued success in a, uh, when is graduation? What date would that be? June what? That's coming up when? Another few months, right? Another few months, and that'll put and that'll put the bow on the 20th anniversary. But there's still plenty to do, including the big dinner coming up on Saturday night, March the 5th. And Mrs. Khan, I should ask you for a moment. You know, it, 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 
coincidence or not. I mean, Rav Lichtenstein passes this year. It's a significant year uh, as we talk about the 20th anniversary. I know that the school spent some time uh, programming around his memory, around the uh, impact that he had at the very beginning of the school. Uh, a word or two about uh, what he meant to this institution, how his legacy continues even until today. Absolutely. Rav Luchtenstein's vision was, was fundamental to the founding of the school in a few different ways. I would say first that his, his passion for the, the depth and accessibility of Torah to girls and women as well as to boys and men was, uh, was pivotal for the school. He spoke at our Hanukkah Habayit and his address, which I sent out after his right. patira to share with the school community, was very inspiring in its vision of how important it is for an Ovedat Hashem to have real immersion in Torah learning on a deep level. And beyond that, I think that his vision of what Torah learning means for everyone, how fundamental it is to a person's identity, how it can be, um, how it should be perceived both as as an obligation of an Oved Hashem, but also as as a joy and as a reflection of of a person's innermost self. really transcends our Torah education. All of our, all of our Limudei Kodesh teachers have been influenced by Rav Lichtenstein in different ways, and this school broadly, I think in both of those senses, has really been shaped by his vision. And it's lasted till today and will last likely for a long, long time. Thank you for greeting us here this morning. A pleasure to be here, and thanks for opening the doors of Mayano to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's much appreciated. Rifki Kahan is, of course, the principal here of the... Uh, uh, of the uh, Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls and the Tamara Pell, the Assistant Principal for Academic Life. And you are listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Today broadcasting live from Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls in Teaneck, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. <coughs> Excuse me. This cold is really going to... Uh, hey, it's February. Sometimes you have a cold. You know what I mean? Um, and, of course, around the world on the web at jmdm.org and on the NSN app. If you want to watch the proceedings of Maya Note right now, ZK is behind the camera, and you can see the entire thing on the homepage at nachomsegel.com. And he's being assisted by both Chava Siegel and Yonina Siegel, uh, which is greatly appreciated. All their help this morning here at JM in the AM. The big 20th anniversary dinner is coming up in memory of Lichtenstein and honoring a whole slate of wonderful honorees. For my note, on Saturday night, March the 5th, the congregation kept their Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. And, uh, and, uh, for information, you can contact the, um, you can contact the, uh, school at myanote.org or by dialing 201. 833-4307. Again, that's 201-833-4307. I'm assuming this is Ora Schreier. Is that who's sitting here? Yeah. Thank you very much. Usually I have a system that identifies our guest. I apologize. Ora Schreier is co-coordinator of Torah programming. And really, it's not just Torah in an academic form. Uh, but from the uh, notes that I have about some of the things that she leads and accomplishes, uh, it has a, a, there are many extracurricular, many extra uh, uh, school activities that go on that are uh, uh, thematic when it comes to Torah programming as well. Ara Schreier, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you so much. How are things going with the Torah programming <laughs> here at Mayanot Yeshiva High School? Things are going amazing, incredibly. It's a huge uh, force in the school, very student-driven, but we have very passionate students who want a lot of exciting, passionate Torah programming, so we always have new things coming up. And I talk about the extra stuff and all the different programming, but in reality, um, but in reality, the, uh, 
the academics. The classroom is the basis of all Torah programming. That's where it all starts. Sure. Then you get an opportunity, you know, beyond that to do some fun and interesting things with the students. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of naivete. Is it uh, is it difficult, or is it uh, is it different in a school like Mayanot to determine, you know, the balance of the type of things that go into Torah programming and the uh, the types of things you want the students to concentrate on? How does it work? So I think something we really try to do is to try to have programs for every student. Um, I'm always totally blown away by how much, after having such serious, um, rigorous, intense, and, and exciting Torah classes, they're still excited to have Torah programs after school. Tonight we have a mishmar that's going to have 50, 60 kids. A mishmover, half the school comes, sleeps over in school, learns Torah all night. After a whole week of learning Torah during, during school hours, um, and weekend Torah tone, onags, they're always coming to more programming. Um, and I, I think that's really exciting about our students. They're always interested in having more opportunities to learn Torah in different ways, not necessarily always a classroom setting, but speakers, kaburas, um, it's it's a really exciting place. The Mishmover is uh, one of those interesting nights. All right, people, yeah. the out, outsiders Definitely. outsiders wonder how much Torah study is going on, <laughs> how much socializing is going on. How would you describe it to the audience? Uh, there's definitely a lot of Torah study going on. I would say probably until about 1:30 a.m. and then and then we see who's who's really committed to staying up all night. <laughs> but I'd say until until our big chillant cook-off this year, we had a, a strong group of girls. Whether it was a sheer, we give them a lot of different options: right. speakers, panels, kaburs by their peers, all different types of topics. Things usually that are generated from the students they want to hear about. Um, it's definitely an epic night, in my note. Co-coordinator of Torah Programming, uh, Ora Schreier, is here. You know, some people might argue that you could actually end the night at midnight or 1 o'clock, <laughs> send everybody home. Maybe that would accomplish even more of a great deal. But you think it's important to literally have the students roam the halls and try to get some sleep all the way until Shachar's. Uh, absolutely. I think one of the things about Mission Mover is that not only is it a ton of Torah learning. It's a ton of fun. And you get all the students to come. Students who might not want to go to one speaker or one panel will try it out because it's right. part of the energy of the evening that everyone's really there to learn Torah and have a great time. So I think wow. the sleeping very late in your classroom floor is critical to the program. No, you know, I'm kidding only to a certain extent. Um, Friday night Onegs. Now, the school attracts students from many different areas, right? Mm -hmm. Many different uh, geographical areas. Sure. So the Friday night Onegs, I assume most of them are taking place in this area, right? Yeah. The Teaneck area. Uh, do you find students from other neighborhoods actually staying in Teaneck for Shabbos just to be part of those Onegs? Yeah, for sure. There's a very positive culture between the girls who live in Teaneck, Bergenfield, and who live in other communities that I, I always hear girls saying, oh, I'll stay at her house. Did you ask her? No, I always stay at her house. And they all kind of can come in and, and enjoy together. It's really something beautiful. A lot of the teachers live in the area so they can pop over. Right. Um, it's a very nice culture. Of well, our family, our family are out-of-towners, so yeah. I guess we, we could relate to that, that's for sure. And you mentioned the Mayanote Scholars Program. So that's an effort, I assume, on a regular basis to bring in people that will inspire the young women here that will uh, you know bring an element they may not get into the regular class in, in a regular classroom setting uh, what can you tell us about the scholars program so my scholars program is a, a program students can opt to join we actually have had record enrollment this year and it really just provides the students with extra learning opportunities from really impressive speakers oh, so to come here from them and those are outside speakers or stu or speak or uh, uh, faculty members from the school or both um, so it's it's usually outside speakers we had Rabbi Dr. Adi Reichman we had Rabbi Hornis coming tonight um, they go on a special trip to Stern at a certain point. They have independent learning projects. It's really girls who want to kind of take it to the next level. Very nice. Yeah. So you're trying to, 
Uh, in your department, <laughs> right, uh, as co-coordinator of Torah programming, you're trying to offer to every student what they're going to excel at. They want yeah. more, more Torah programming, more fun Torah programming, more academic Torah programming. Uh, it's your job to make sure to meet their needs. Simple exactly. as that. Yeah. How's the year going so far? Amazing. It's been a really amazing year. The board is amazing of students running it, and it's really about this, what the students want, and they're really vocal about what they want in a very positive way, and there's a lot of positive energy in the school. So it's their programming. leadership that really gets it done. A hundred percent. Must be interesting to watch the students take leadership roles like that and excel at it. Yeah, they really do. Ora <laughs> uh, Schreier, co-coordinator of Torah Programming here at Mayanot Yeshiva High School. Continued success. Enjoy the 20th anniversary. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for joining us <laughs> thank this morning. You. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Don't forget we're on the homepage on video. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, you can watch everything, uh, all the proceedings right now. Uh, you want to try this or you want to try that? You want to try this? Okay, ZK says we're going to try this. And we have Miriam Al-Wallach with her playlist standing by. What a team. I appreciate that, uh, that we are ready to, um, uh, that we are ready to, uh, step in whenever necessary. Yaakov Shweki, if in fact this works, this is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That's uh, Benny Freeman, of course. Before that, Yaakov Shweki. We're at Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls. A little round of applause, everybody. Come on. What a way to spend the Thursday morning at one of the great uh, Torah education um, uh, places in our community, and that is Mayanot Yeshiva High School. They are celebrating their 20th anniversary all through the year. Their big dinner coming up on March 5th, the Congregation Keta Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. And the Mayanot continues to be a uh, an amazing example of great uh, Torah and, acad- and secular education in our community. Um, we have here uh, with us, if you're watching at com right now, we have two students with us, Hannah Siegel and Talia Kupferman. Uh, both are seniors, Talia uh, and uh, Hannah will be speaking about some of the uh, extracurricular ac- activities and opportunities that are going on here at Mayanot. But first, live via telephone, Rabbi Zev Prince is with us, and I am told that Rabbi Prince is actually speaking to us from New Orleans, from Louisiana, where there is a an NCSY mission going on, and he as a faculty member here at Mayanote can describe what this mission is all about. Rabbi Zev Prince, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Good morning, Malcolm. Good morning, Mayanote. Great to speak with you from a distance. You know, if I can't be there to speak with you in person, we should be talking about Mayanote. There's uh and so I look forward to doing that this morning, even if we can't see you. The, the second best thing to talk about, my, you know, great school. Uh, we're here in New Orleans. It's, uh, we're an hour behind you, so it's 6.15 right here. Um, our students are slowly beginning to trickle downstairs. We're about to uh, load the vans to go to the local shul, Davin, uh, have breakfast, and I'm going to head out to a work site. And we're going to end up, uh, we're going to work with Habitat Humanity today in the community, helping people rebuild. Um, this is our sixth year running uh, leadership missions with NCSY, uh, my fourth trip with them to New Orleans. And uh, every year, the trips just get better. The students continue to surprise. And we're thrilled to be here again, uh, doing this great work with our students and with NCSY. How many How many students are with you? So this year, we have 20 students, 20 minor oh. students. And one of the really, really nice aspects of this trip is that in, in, along with the minor students, we go down with a contingent of uh, NTSY students, female NTSY students from public school who are, do not benefit from the issue of education. And they come down with our students who work together hand in hand. Our students, they, you know, they room together in the hotel. They work together. Uh, they run youth programming together. So there are 20 minority students, eight NTSYers, and, uh, a bunch of faculty. Uh, it sounds like you have an interesting day ahead based on what you just described. Are these students fascinated and looking forward to what's going to be happening today? Yes, absolutely. We've been preparing them. We've had, uh, you know, as the students that are sitting right in front of you, you can tell you some of them have participated in this trip before. We've had orientations and meetings. Um, we've talked about what to expect. We've talked about what kind of the work they can expect when we, you know, we get down here and who they're going to be working with and the types of community the communities they'll be working in. Um, for the most part, it's unfamiliar to most of our students the types of communities we'll be working in, the neighborhoods we'll be working in. Uh, but they've been preparing for it. They've been talking about it. They're excited. They have their work boots. They have their work gloves, and we're ready to go. <laughs> this is rising, and we're getting out. Rabbi Zev Prince is with us. This is not this is not the way you typically spend your Mayanot day, correct? No, no. I, I'm, I'm in the classroom all day. I teach uh, my proudest title in Mayanot, amongst others, is, is that I'm a rabbi there, and uh, teaching is what I spend my day doing. But Whenever we have the opportunity to do, uh, you know, leadership missions, especially student-driven leadership missions. You'll hear some of those this morning from the students in front of you. You heard from Ms. Schreier before, and you heard from Ms. F. later on. Student-driven leadership missions and initiatives, that's, uh, aside from teaching, that's my second greatest pleasure in my notice, is helping students, uh, 
you know, with, with the plan, come, you know, to do great work and to go out into the community and to see what they're all about. That's the medal, I should well, say. Well, we focused earlier on some of the student-driven things that happen here, and obviously it makes it extra special and really can motivate the faculty to get involved when it's student-driven. Uh, do you find that in the classroom as well? Is Mayanota type of place from your vantage point where a lot of what goes on academically, you just said you're a Rebbe here who has the opportunity to teach these young ladies, that academically a lot of it is student-driven? Yes, absolutely. You know, I walk into the classroom, uh, you know, as any teacher can tell you, you know, you have a lesson prepared, you have a sense of what you want to accomplish, and you open up the Gemara, you open up the Kamash, you open up uh, the textbook, whatever it is that you're learning, and, uh, you know, you have a whole lesson prepared, and you read one line, and a student raises her hand and says, but I just don't understand, or I find that difficult, or can you please explain to me? And the conversation begins. So, uh, you know, with best laid plans of teachers, sometimes they go to waste, but I wouldn't say they go to waste. Students really are on my nose. They question, they ask, they engage. But most importantly is they want to hear answers. They want to dialogue. And I can tell you on a daily basis, I teach many classes on my nose. On a daily basis, there are conversations going on in our classroom that are completely student-driven, uh, obviously with deference and respect. But uh, I do my job as a moderator in the classroom. And my students, uh, we know we learn a lot, but the students uh, the students have a very, very vocal part in what goes on in the classroom, absolutely. I like that word, moderator. That's one that... Uh... <laughs> I observe from the side because I have to jump in when things get a little dicey amongst the students, but they know and uh, they appreciate it. And they know it's an important skill. They learn how to listen to each other. They learn how to talk to others. And, you know, there's a lot of times you come in with your own opinion and uh, you sometimes have to listen to someone else's and you have to internalize their thing and then repeat it and then give your own opinion. So this happens all all the Gamaras here, all of this takes place in addition to the learning that takes place, obviously. I know we have other guests, and I don't want to fall behind schedule, but you're making such an important point, and I think for this building it's such an important point because people wonder, uh, you know, what, what sets Mayanote apart from other schools, and I, I, think, I think that this whole idea... Uh, this whole idea that the uh, uh, that the uh, that the young women here are taking the initiative, and that you are an observer or a moderator, and that you are you know there to serve as somebody to I don't want to say referee, I don't want to I don't want people to think there's academic <laughs> academic quarrels going on all the time, uh, but that's how you see your role that they that they independently can go ahead and tackle a, a specific passage or a specific topic, and that must be a great feeling for you. Absolutely. It's a vibrant, dynamic learning. You know, the students of fun, you can tell you, they're in our Gemara share, you know, topics that come up, the Holocaust, topics that come up, the uh, issues we discuss, they engender conversation and we encourage it. But it's always, as just repeat, it's always a deference to Mesorah, it's always a deference to the Halakha and to the, this is, the, you know, the Bar Hashem. It always comes back to that. But the students appreciate discussion, they appreciate learning it, and uh, we all benefit. I benefit the most, I would say. Rabbi Zev Prince is down in New Orleans. He's in New Orleans, Louisiana, an NCSY mission, which has brought 20 Mayanote students with them. Those are the 20 who will not be in our listening area, but they could certainly tune in on the web, that's for sure. Uh, please, send yeah. our, please send our regards to everybody and continued success. It sounds like you're doing an amazing job here, Rabbi Prince. Thank you. Thank you. If I could just for one second, back sure. just wish you good morning. And I'll, you know, I'll wish you good morning to my children. I know they're listening from a thousand miles away. It's <laughs> morning special to CREA. Leia, Tehila, David, Sheldon, of course, and Leila. Most of my great day at school, and Alba misses you, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. But thank you very much, Nathan, for coming. So I know thanks for showcasing us. I really appreciate it. It's a great school, and anything we do to get the word out is much appreciated. We really do appreciate it. Our pleasure. I mentioned that I've had a relationship with Maya Note now for three-plus years, and a very, very satisfying one, and... Uh, and I appreciate you joining us this morning. Or Zev Prince, faculty member here. He's down in New Orleans, and he is... 
uh, leading that mission. Here in uh, in my note, I'm sitting with Hannah Siegel and Talia Kupferman, who apparently whose last name I mispronounced earlier. I apologize. I know Talia long enough, you'd figure I'd get it right. Um, so both of you were on this mission. You were on this mission. I was. And how, what, what can you tell us about it in terms of really getting your hands dirty and helping people in the most unusual ways, right? Compared, yeah. Compared to what you do on a regular day. <laughs> yeah, it was a little different. It was a trip I'd really n- never forget. We went to um, build, help build houses for Habitat for Humanity for people whose homes were still not rebuilt after Hurricane Katrina. We went to a day school. We went to um, put eco-friendly bulbs in people's homes. We went to an old age home. And um, I actually remember something that a woman told me there. We were playing bingo. And she asked me where I was from because she obviously could tell that I didn't have a deep southern accent. (laughs) And when I told her I was from New York, she said, I remember she said, you came all the way from the New York just to see me? And I think that really like was one of the highlights of my trip because it was what the trip really meant you know you're going out of your comfort zone you're helping people and even the small smallest acts can put a smile on someone it, it is, I mean, this is a lesson that we've learned so many times over the last few months just by showing up you can make such a difference to yeah. people and she was shocked yeah. that you showed up and did that and in addition to and uh, because our prince was concentrating obviously on today's activities uh, it's visiting, it's building, as you said. Any other highlights you could tell us about? They're there Shabbos. They're going to be there for Shabbos, yeah. right? So that must be a highlight. Yeah, spending the Shabbos and the week with the Jewish community is also inspiring. You know, they've been through so much. They really rebuilt, um, and all they have to give to you is love and, and support, and they just love seeing new people there, and they they want to spread the word about their community, and it's a really amazing one. Uh, Talia Kupferman with us. Hannah Siegel is here. No relation. Oh, by the way, before we move to Hannah, congratulations to Talia. Uh, the, it was a volleyball championship last year. This year, what's going on? So last year, um, the varsity B team won, uh, made it to the championships. We didn't win, but we made it. But um, the softball team won the championships. Um, the JV volleyball team won the championships. The JV basketball team won the championships. Um, so, <laughs> is, it o- is, it, pretty great. is it only this morning that we're learning that Maya Note is known for its sports prowess, <laughs> that it's known for its incredible work on the field? It's amazing. That's yeah. great to know. And I'm on the varsity volleyball team this year, and today we actually have our playoff game, so hoping that it goes well. Good luck. Is that home or away? Away at Central. All right. Good luck. Thank and, you. Uh, well, we have to, you know, we have to be politically correct here. We have to wish good luck to both teams. <laughs> you, I could say privately, good luck. Hope it goes well. And if you win tonight, you move on, right? Yes. That should be fun. Uh, uh, Hannah Siegel is here, and uh, we, we get to talk about some of the other extracurricular opportunities here. That you've had the opportunity, and I always wonder about this because of my fascination with politics. There's a model Congress, right? That's different than Model UN, right? Yes, Obviously. Yes. Yeah. I'm on Model UN. Oh, you're on Model UN, and you're Model Congress. <laughs> yeah. You really so, get the full spectrum of activities. And we, <laughs> and we hear a lot about Model UN from different schools, and we get the general idea that you know they're gathering and representing countries and doing different arguments and discussions, and I assume there's a winner and you know people evaluate how. But tell me about the Congress. I mean, I, I guess it's obvious that, again, just like what happens in the real Congress, you're representing different states, districts, etc., but describe it for us. So it's actually not, we don't represent states, we just break up into committees, right. and every delegate advocates for their bill. Every, every person comes in with a piece of potential legislation, and we advocate for our legislation. You present your bill, you propose amendments on other people's bills, and then at the end, 
you vote on your piece of legislation, and the committee makes a decision on whether or not to pass it. And that's that, that's win or loss, or not? Is that no? What the, that doesn't determine so, whether you win or lose. <laughs> so you can you can win even if your bill is not even passed. If the bill doesn't pass, like the real Congress, yeah. you can win if you play it right, and the bill doesn't pass. I like yeah, that. You have to be um, vocal and um, assertive and aggressive with your opinions, and not back down when people challenge you because. The people on these committees are informed and knowledgeable, just like you are, and um, you have to, you know, assert your opinion. But so it sounds like they're they're judging your debating skills. They're judging your stick to itiveness. Essentially, to a yes, topic. which makes my uh, experience on the debate team very helpful. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> are you debating sometimes the same issues that you're debating in the model Congress? Yes, actually, my um, my. Ha- I mean, after all, how many issues are there in this world? Right. There are only a few. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there are. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, actually, last year, my bill for Model Congress was about the Syrian refugee crisis, which is wow. um, a topic that I have a debate about in about a week and a half. So, um, and is there a lot of Jewish element in that discussion and debate? You know, because of w- how we as a people have to view it, or that really doesn't come into it. It's more of a you know looked at it as a governmental way right. in, a, in an official way. How would you describe? So it? generally, we try to stay very secular in our opinion, right. since it can get very political. Right. I've been on. Um, debates where we've talked about giving foreign aid to the Palestinians. And if I'm arguing that we should be giving foreign aid, that's a difficult thing to argue as a religious Zionistic Jew. So we try to maintain a very secular, very moderate perspective on any any religious issues. And um, it also comes in handy because sometimes the um, Judaic argument wouldn't necessarily support our argument because of what side we're arguing. So. Boy, not easy, I'll tell you no. that much. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right, so this takes up a lot of your time, debate and Congress, I would guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, any other extracurricular activities you want to mention before we wrap up? We talked about sports. We talked about these, uh, uh, these programs that you know, really get your mind thinking. How many um, students are involved, by the way, in Congress and debate? What percentage of the school gets into stuff like that? Um, so I think probably, I don't know, a third of the school is, it that many? is on an academic team. I would say. There are a lot that of academic lot. teams. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities, which is great because so many girls are interested. We have, you know, 20, 25 girls trying out for five, six spots. So right. that just shows how many people are interested in these opportunities. Um, and then in terms of things that the whole school does, um, I'm on the Holiday Enhancement Committee, so we do um, holiday programming for the entire school. So, like Rosh Chodesh and holidays like Thanksgiving and Purim and all those kinds of things, we run programming. So that's programming that the entire school enjoys. So that's right. Sounds very exciting. exciting. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Hannah Siegel and Talia Kupferman. Uh, they are two of these students here, both seniors, so congratulations yes. to you. Thank you. And thanks for joining us this morning. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming us to Maya Note. We're at Maya Note Yeshiva High School for Girls in Teaneck, New Jersey. I want to thank Pam Ennis, the Director of Community Relations here at Maya Note. I uh, recommend you check out their social media site on Facebook, Maya Note Yeshiva High School. And I thank them for having us here this morning at JM in the AM, part of our amazing Thursday programming. The big anniversary dinner, which we'll speak more about, is coming up on Saturday night, March the 5th. It is the 20th anniversary of Maya Note, the dinner in memory of Ravuchtenstein, and, of course, honoring a whole slate of great honorees. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Echonish Masar of Zeb, of Alevi, and Esther Basar of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the Torah, Tomim Tiyem Hashem You should be perfect with Hashem. Ramonachai Lechavitcher says that the truth is, one should never worry. There is only one daiga, one worry that one is allowed to have. And that is, why am I worrying? The Vilna Goyen said, 
Everything we do in this world, whether physical or spiritual, is like planting seeds. All we can do is plow and sow. The rain, the dew, the elements of the climate are completely up to Hashem. A person has to toil in this world, but not to waste time worrying about the results. That's in the hands of Hashem. Of course, a person should daven. They should pray for blessing and success in all that we do. It says in a Pesuk in Devarim, Your life will hang in the balance. You will be frightened by night and day. You will not be sure of your livelihood. The Gemara Menachos explains this Pasuk as referring to the pain and suffering of worrying about the future. It refers to someone who doesn't own land, but buys a year's supply of grain each year. Though he has grain for this year, he worries about the next year. The second level is, you shall fear night and day. It refers to someone who buys grain every week. The most severe level is, you will have no assurance of your life. That refers to one who has to buy bread every day. He constantly has to worry about it. Rav Chaim Shmuel Levitz pointed out that a person creates his own mental torture by his own thoughts. If we have food for today, appreciate what we have. We'll have a happy life. But if we worry about the future, so then we can never have peace of mind. Reb Simcha of Kelm had such mastery over his thoughts that at certain times at the end of the day, he would mentally review the thoughts of the entire day to see what she could improve on. The Chavetz Chaim used to say, everyone has something to worry about. It's preferable for a person to worry about spiritual matters, ruchnius, then he will be free from worrying about material matters. Bitochon, if a person has trust in Hashem, it eliminates worry. If we remember how Hashem has helped us in the past, we'll find it easier to trust in Hashem for the present. Moshe Rabbeinu kept telling B'nai Yisrael, Hasher hoitzeisi eschem Mitzrayim. Remember, Hashem helped you in Mitzrayim. He will help you again. That is what we constantly have to remember, that Hashem is sim lev. He cares about each and every one of us. The old axiom goes, Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M., last time we were in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey, it was the uh, Kosher Halftime Show. If you haven't seen it yet, go to the web, Kosher Halftime Show 2016. Uh, what are we up to, Yoni? 14,000, 14,500 in that area? We want to get it up to 15,000 views by the end of the day, of course. We're at Mayanot Yeshiva High School. We are the guests of Mayanot this morning. Their 20th anniversary dinner is March 5th. We recommend everybody to be there. I remind you, we have great programming on our stream all day long at jmdm.org and on the NSN app. We'll run through the lineup coming up a little later on. Tomorrow morning, return of the full edition of the weekly update with Malcolm Hunline. That'll be coming up uh, tomorrow at 7.40 in the morning at JM in the AM. Uh, so make sure to be tuned in to wrap up the week. Before we head to our uh, next guests here at Mayanote, I am uh, made aware of the fact that you have a chance to challenge your imagination at the Idea School's first Maker Expo. It's for uh, ages 3 to 120. Now that is quite a uh, range, an age range. Electronics, circuit, circuitry, app creation, 3D printing, videography, microgreen planting, sensors, secret knock detectors, design thinking, a fail-forward lab, and more. Maker Expo is all about creativity, technology, and being inspired. 
happens on uh, March the 6th, starting at 11 a.m. at the Yavna Academy on Fairview Avenue in Paramus. Maya Note is one of the sponsoring and presenting schools and the many great schools, organizations, and sponsors who are part of it. Information, of course, it's going to be email. Ain't going to be a phone number on this one. <laughs> Information, it's email. Idea schools network dot at gmail dot com ideas schools network at gmail dot com orlean nadler and gila stein are with us uh, we're talking about steam science technology engineering art and mathematics they are co-directors of steam steam education innovation here in maya note and they have a lot of plans plans for now plans for next year and plans for beyond you know everyone and orly and gila welcome to the show thanks for joining me this morning thank you you realize every one of these could be a show in and of itself yes let's do it all, all, all <laughs> these all these different times first of all why steam why do all these five get under one umbrella in one category who wants to take that so you know um when i was in high school i took uh, science classes my math classes right. maybe i took a uh, computer science class a couple of times a week but in today's job market and for college our students need to have a much heavier focus on technology and and they have to concentrate on integrating science technology and arts and mathematics and the real applications of these fields that's what's going on in today's job market steam jobs are increasing and they're exponentially increasing actually but the representation of women in steam is not so big they're drastically underrepresented so we want our at my note we want we emphasize that our students can do whatever they set their dreams, whatever their dreams are, they can attain. So we have established a new STEAM program that's going to be really innovative. It's going to inspire our students to want to study STEAM and give them the confidence and the skills to succeed in STEAM. So this is more of an effort to, to not force, but highly recommend they go in that direction or offer it to them? Or you know, how does it operate as a separate entity? So it's not really separate. First of all, uh, many careers that you wouldn't think need STEAM actually require STEAM skills now. That's uh, so we feel that just Including like radio. Right, exactly. You know, just like you have to graduate high school, no being proficient in math and English, our students have to graduate high school being proficient in STEAM skills. Right, there's no question about that. Um, and when we talk about it, it's funny because usually when I'm introduced to a topic, we, talk, we, uh, we, we have notes on what's happening this year, but you're already concentrating on, on next year and further. Uh, for, so tell us, what is happening with STEAM and the STEAM initiative now, and what can we expect in the future? You know, we really, uh, we kicked off this uh, initiative with STEAM Talks, and we brought in six phenomenally um, high-ranking women. Um, we brought in a woman, a programmer from Google. We brought in a financial analyst. And it was a real aha moment for our girls. They saw models of women that they can become, and they were really inspired to study new this new career options in a very real way uh, i had one i had one student come to me saying that she had she always loved art and she never knew how she can apply it in a real world application and when she saw the animator speak about demonstrate um her work she felt really empowered like wow i can actually do something with this passion it is amazing how meeting people like that makes such a difference it's those personalities that the that the young people meet and they just uh, develop a uh, an affinity toward doing what they did and, and accomplishing what they've accomplished. Uh, so how far does this go? I mean, uh, 
we know that STEAM and, and, and you as co-directors are encouraging students to pursue these types of things, are explaining to them why these are necessities for them. To, to what point can this go? I mean, is this going to end up being a completely separate entity here at Maya Node? Is it going to be something that, uh, you know, is viewed as a completely, uh, you know, separate uh, academic pursuit? What, what happens in the future with STEAM? So we're going to be incorporating into our curriculum next year. They'll be having a class. Every ninth and 10th grader will be having a class in STEAM. They'll be having a class on engineering, computer science, robotics, and this will give them the skills that, and it'll give them the skills and also excite them about STEAM. Uh, now I get it. Right. Now but it. it's not going to be a separate entity. Right. Our goal is that they'll have this class and they'll all have these, our ninth and 10th graders will have this opportunity. But then that they'll, first of all, they'll pers- continue to pursue this in their 11th and 12th grade electives. They're going to be right. offering AP Computer Science. But also in our core science and math classes, are going to be introducing other STEAM skills so that they'll see that it's all interconnected, which as we said before, the real-world applications and the connection between STEAM is what's emphasized. So we wanted to pervade all the whole curriculum, but also have their specific classes. STEAM is science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. I don't know if you know the answer to this. Do other schools do this? Or is this a trend that people are concentrating on at this point? Is Maya Node a leader in all this? What would you say? Um, you know, other schools are definitely have uh, STEAM classes. Uh, what I think makes my note unique is that we are saying that this is a skill um, that everybody must be proficient in, right. and that every ninth and tenth grader will be heavily exposed to coding, to engineering, to robotics. Uh, what we want to do is we want to demystify the technological process for our students. When our and students the earlier the better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In that way, many students <clears throat> don't even know that they would really enjoy it. Um, we want them to have the power that when they face a real-world issue, that they'll be able to use technological tools, that it will be demystified, that if it means writing an app, no problem. If it means creating a website, if it means writing code, that they'll feel like, I can do this. Sounds like it's an important uh, part of the present and future of Mayano, to say the least. Absolutely. Uh, they are directors of the STEAM initiative, uh, Orly uh, Nadler and Gila Stein. A pleasure meeting you, and I think what you're doing is a tremendous service to young women in our community. Leave high school with skills like this. They're going to be far ahead of the game, to say the least. It's all about empowerment, empowering our students. 100%. That's what education is all about, right? Yes. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Thanks for being here early this morning. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM at 91. Oh, and we didn't uh, – how about a minute on this? I apologize. I apologize. Let's do this. I'm sorry. I asked. I, I was asked specifically to mention uh, why the uh, the Maker Expo is such an important one. And Maya Note, as we said, is one of the schools that's participating. We mentioned that this is for, essentially for everybody in many of the areas that we just discussed including electronic circuitry, app creation, 3D printing, and the list goes on and on. It's March 6th, starting at 11 a.m. at the Avni Academy. Uh, one of you want to tell me more about this? Um, the Arlen. whole idea is to pique the curiosity of students really young um, and old, like you said. It ranges <laughs> right. from 3 to 120. Right. Um, you know, we have been on the uh, on the committee of getting this program really up and, up and running. Uh, many of the maker fairs, uh, which are kind of like this hands-on science-y technology, technology fairs, happen on Shabbos, happen uh. on uh, holidays where, you know, it, it precludes uh, Jewish participation. And we really want to, you know, be part of the future. We want to make sure that the Jewish community is on board. We felt very connected to um, to the mission. So uh, we here in my note have been spending a lot of time making sure that this is going to be a reality. 
we're going to be, uh, we are heading the Failing Forward Lab, which essentially is, um, we're, we're going to present students and, and children with an electronic challenge. And we're going to use that as a metaphor for how we learn and how we create neural connections and how through using our mind uh, and challenging ourselves and failing and, 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 re- and, and trying again. And uh, that actually is how we strengthen our ability to learn. Good luck to the students, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. Good luck to the students. If I, if I was put up to that challenge, Come, it would I be one frustrating day. <laughs> I, you have a personal invitation now. Our electronic, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely be fascinated to see what the students do that day. It's March 6th, by a note, uh, one of the uh, schools and organizations taking it very seriously. Information, ideas, schools, network at gmail.com. Ideas, schools, network at gmail.com. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you both very much. More coming up. We'll hear about the Maya Note Dinner. It's the Hallmark event of their 20th anniversary celebration, and you'll hear more about it if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
in the AM, eighth day with days are coming. How do you like that? Well, uh, the day of the big dinner is coming up, that's for sure. Saturday night, March 5th for the Mayano dinner. We'll talk about that in a moment. I want to remind you we have an amazing Thursday schedule on our stream at jmdm.org and, of course, on the NSN app. 9 o'clock for the boardroom with Charlie Harari. 9.30, spin class with Michael Fragan. He'll talk about Antonin Scalia and the Jews with Columbia professor Seth Lipsky. And he'll speak primaries with Bar Ilan professor Sam Lehman-Wolzig. Can you imagine? Go to Bar-Ilan University to talk about our primaries here in the U.S. Jew in the City speaks with Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. At 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach will interview Annette Kaufman, co-founder of iShine, a project of High Lifeline. Then our live lunch. And then Leora Zamek sits down with Mark Zamek to discuss the Super Bowl commercials through an advertising eye. That's on the stunt show starting at 1 o'clock today. So as usual, we have an amazing day every single day on our stream, but on Thursday in particular, an incredible day. Uh, make sure to be tuned in on the NSN app, and, of course, at jmandtheam.org. Our social media being taken care of by Jamie Turkel, which means if you go to the Nahum Single Network Facebook update page, you'll see some of the photos and posts from this morning. And, of course, if you go to Mayanot and their Facebook page, uh, Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls, their social media is going to be very active today as well with scenes from today's show. We are in the beautiful Beit Midrash, and I'm not kidding around when I say it. This building is spectacular. Uh, as a high school, if you've visited... If you've seen it, if you know exactly what I'm talking about, it really is one spectacular building, uh, one of the crown jewels of uh, of the Shiva uh, high school system that we have and we're privileged to have in the New York, New Jersey area. And this Beit Midrash with the Mayanot sign and its 20-year declaration behind us is just one example of a uh, beautiful backdrop that we have here at the Yeshiva. And they they have taken Jewish education for young women very very seriously for 20 years. You heard the words earlier from Mrs. Kahan about Rav Lichtenstein. Those are words that uh, that ring through this entire show because of his uh, it, because of his incredible legacy that he left as being the uh, school's postsick from the beginning. And uh, the 20th anniversary celebration, which uh, you know some schools could take seriously and others could just let pass by, here has been a really really serious effort with wonderful events with a lot of great themes, and on March the 5th, an opportunity to celebrate the anniversary, 20th anniversary dinner. The dinner will honor, in addition to the memory of Aaron Lichtenstein, Ria and Tim Levart, Ketter Shem Tov awardees, Chumi and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, special shout-out to the Gottliebs, the Amudi Mayanot awardees, Shara and Doug Dubitsky, and Shara is here with us, and we'll introduce her in a moment, as parents of the year, and Dr. Julie Goldstein, who I'm told we're gonna, is going to join us later as teacher of the year, and it's happening Saturday night, March 5th, the Congregation Ketter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. And as I said, when I was privileged to be a guest speaker here back at the end of December at Maya Note, uh, one of the people who gets uh, tremendous credit for the growth of this school and for uh, the success it's having right now is Saul Kasowitz. He is president of Maya Note Yeshiva High School for Girls. I welcome you to JM in the AM, and thank you as a parent uh, for what the school has become and how amazing these three-plus years have been for us. Saul, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Malcolm. Appreciate you having us here. And Mazal Tov, the 20th anniversary celebration, the 5th of uh, March is the night that everyone should know about it. Congregation kept their Torah. You want people to make their reservations now, get in touch with the school, especially if they have any type of history with Maya Note. It's a good opportunity to really reconvene, reunite, and be part of a great celebration. Yes. <laughs> you agree. Yes. So along those lines, um, the uh, you know your audience is obviously a lot bigger than just uh, Bergen County and the surrounding areas. And, of course, why would anybody uh, 
outside of this area want to support uh, Maya Note, sitting here nestled, tucked away in Teaneck, New Jersey? Well, first of all, we have, thankfully, a huge percentage of our, of our uh, student body comes from out of town, uh, like your daughters. Right. And uh, any Maya Note parent should support the institution, just as a simple matter of a car satov. Um, but what is it about the school that should appeal to somebody outside of it? And the one thing that I always try and say any time I'm given uh, a soapbox, and this is a pretty big one, so <laughs> thank you again for that, is to try and explain to people that outside of Eretz Yisrael, I don't think there's an institution that provides our daughters with the tools and the gifts necessary that Mayanot does. It is the one institution that believes that our daughters should receive the greatest education on both a secular and on a Limude Kodesh level. And you ask the uh, parents of Maya Note, and you're one of them, the one word that describes how they feel about the school, or what, what word they feel best describes the school, and it's empowerment. It finds a way to empower our daughters uh, to be able to take charge of what it is that they feel is important. And the school provides the tools necessary, and then it's up to the parents and the students to figure out how to use those tools going forward but I, I, you know, I'm the father of four daughters, and God has blessed me with that, thank God. And I was talking to uh, a, an educator once who had said to me, and I was telling him that tashkafically I believe in, um, in my daughter being in a class uh, with only girls. And he had said to me, you know, if the second that we separate boys and girls, the teachers start to teach down to the daughters. And he was pretty well respected, and I took that as gospel. Wow. And, uh, but hashkafically, I felt that my daughter should go to a single-sex high school, and so I chose my note, and I had accepted that fate. And then I came here, and I was just blown away. I was blown away by how untrue that statement was within these four uh, walls. And uh, as a as a president, I have certain responsibilities, but as, a, but as a parent, I have others, and I'm so thankful that every day my daughters are able to come here uh, to be able to take advantage of what it is that my note has to offer. You know, it's interesting. We talk about the mission, the vision. We mentioned Rav Luchtenstein. We talked about 20 years ago, and there's no secret. I remember this 20 years ago before uh, I had uh, daughters that, you know, my note was founded with these things in mind, that we're going to do this. They're going to do what you just described, empowerment, academia, taking it seriously, etc. And they really filled the niche. You know, it, Usually something new opens up and they try to argue that there's a niche they could fit into or something they're trying to fill. Here, it really was established, proven, and then went ahead and accomplished. Right, so one of the things, one of our greatest, our greatest attributes, I don't bring anything to the table with this, but one of the school's greatest attributes is uh, the its level of sanua of modesty, and so that that's a double-edged sword. I try and get them to you know tout uh, the wonderful things that they do, and then they are modest about it. Um, but it took 20 years, I think, for us to come to the realization that you can. We we kept explaining to everybody how we're a single-sex school, but we're just as good as everybody else, and we've finally come to, finally come to the realization that. You know what? Because we're a single-sex school and we provide the tools that we do, we think that we've grown to be better. It's such a a dynamic and unique environment here um, where young ladies sit in the classroom and are offered the opportunities and are not afraid to stand up and shout and say what it is that they believe in. And uh, That's why I loved, I don't know if you heard our Prince's conversation. But I sure he, did. He is a Rebbe. Describe what you just said, and I said, "Wow, that's a you know for, for that to be 
his primary vision of his classroom, and you know that's what he wanted to mention here. I thought it was pretty cool. And Miriam talked about it earlier when she right. described this farm and this bait midrash right. that we're sitting in. And uh, it's true. There's any, any safer you want to pull off the shelf is there for the girls to learn. Yeah, this is a beautiful facility, and I'm glad we're here in this bait midrash. I think it's symbolic, and I think it's really practically nice. Uh, the um, parents of the year, uh, uh, Shira and Doug Dubinsky, and Shira is with us. Welcome to JM in the AM. You're welcome. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Was it an arduous process to be chosen as parent of the year. Well, that you probably have to ask Saul. It was. <laughs> you've, had, you've had many great parents of the year, Saul, in the past, right? Many great yeah, ones. And there are so many great ones behind the Dubitskis. <laughs> Here you are welcoming the Dubitskis to this incredible category. How has the experience been at Maya Note? You're a parent. I'm a parent. We could probably speak for hours about our different experiences. From your vantage point, what's it been like? Well, I want to follow up actually on something that Saul said, uh, and actually you said, is uh, the school set out a mission, and I think that when my daughter came uh, three and a half years ago, she's in the same grade <laughs> as your daughter, um, I really think the school could have said, we accomplished our mission. But in the three and a half years that my daughter has been here, it's only continued to grow. So what I love about Maya Note is they don't say, we're Maya Note, we did what we set out to do. They said, no, we're going to enhance that even more and continues to grow. So I have absolutely seen that in the time that, that uh, we have been part of this community. Yeah, and you're making a very good point. And, Saul, this is something that I'm sure you get a lot of nachas from. Nobody's sitting on their laurels or resting on their laurels. It's a, just in the conversations we've had this morning. Uh, there are, there are, uh, are academically inclined people and faculty members who are already thinking of next year and you know what, what it is that young Jewish women need beyond 2016 that we need to provide. I mean, th these are important things, especially as you get set to welcome a new, a new class in September. Without a doubt. Um, and uh, one of the advantages that we have, and so Shiraz is not going to talk about this, but <laughs> I will, is the fact that um, our parent body is really also second to none. It's, uh, it's such a fantastic slice of uh, modern Orthodox and Sioni Judaism that we have here. And uh, the Dubitskis are just one of the flag bearers of it, as well as the Levarts and the Gottliebs and uh, Dr. Goldstein. So, you know, one of the challenges I'd say that we have here, I talked about uh, the fact that we are, are modest, the modesty that the administration and the faculty passes down is good, but it sometimes prevents us from shouting out what our message is. Um, a second thing is our... Uh, our belief in Eretz Yisrael and a challenge that we have is that our faculty, the greatest ones, are making Aliyah. And so we have honorees uh, that we have to twist arms because of their modesty to try. And it's not even, you know, people say no because they don't want to have the financial burden. It's not even that. It's that they just don't want their names and lights. And uh, I think those are the, exactly the types of people that we should be honoring. And the second issue as it relates to Aliyah is we lose, lose wonderful teachers like Julie Goldstein every year to Aliyah. And I wish her Hatzlacha on this great next venture in her life. And I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Uh, but we're sure going to miss her. And now we're going to have to find somebody to replace her. And that'll so, be Israel's gain, huh? Without a doubt. That's without for a sure. Doubt. And you mentioned the other honorees. We've got to spend a minute and congratulate again Aria and Tim Lavard. Chomi and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, Dr. Julie Goldstein, who we'll speak to coming up. That signal probably means that something's about to start here in school, I would guess. If I remember my school days, <laughs> although in my day I think it was more of a bell. The 20th anniversary dinner happens on the night of March the 5th, Saturday night, March the 5th, at Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, all the honorees are... Uh, 
are um, anticipating a great night, as is everybody here at Maya Note. And as you mentioned, Saul Kasowitz, president of Maya Note, there are many reasons why people outside of the Maya Note community should be there. And there will be, by the way. I mean, this is, this is, there always this, are. There always are. Plus, in addition to that, uh, you are um, beyond Lower Manhattan. Uh, you are uh, attractive to many different geographic areas. I mean, there's so many different communities in New Jersey and other places that are taking advantage of Mayan education. Right, we get a great number of students from Westchester, from Staten Island, uh, from Manhattan, uh, from South Jersey, Central Jersey. Uh, we're really fortunate to be able to have this big open tent mentality, which I think attracts students from not just Bergen County, but from far, wide, far and wide as well. Information about the dinner, you can go to the website at mayanote.org. That's mayanote.org or dial 201-833-4307. That's 201-833-4307. Uh, Shara, anything you want to add? Hi. I want to give you a chance. Is there anything else you want to say to our audience about being a parent and how wonderful it is to be here. What, what, what thought can you and I share as parents here at Maya Note as we approach this 20th anniversary celebration? Sure. So I would say this, that uh, Maya Note offers opportunities to its stakeholders, whether it's the students, the parents, the community at large. And uh, we can all participate by offering our skill set, perhaps exploring interests that we haven't looked at again, and that's available to the students. And that was certainly available to us as parents. And we took advantage of that opportunity and got involved. And so I would really encourage uh, all the stakeholders, again, the students, the parents, and those in the community to, to, to continue to uh, be a part of this community and to continue to grow and enhance plenty what's already parents, in place. Plenty for parents to do if they want to be involved. Simple as that. I thank you for being here, and mazel tov to you. Thank you very much. And to all the honorees, and Saul Kasowitz, mazel tov to you. Anything you'd like to add before we wrap up this hour? Thank you very much. Uh, you know, we have this program in the school called Heartbeats, where they right. put on a production which raises money for uh, organizations that are outside of my note. It's not raising money for the school itself. Right. And so as the president of the school, it always, you know, <laughs> yanked my chain, right? Um, and then I, you know, I listened to your show, and you have uh, your fundraiser coming up. And yeah. the thing that always struck me is how you're, even in the midst of your fundraising, you are bringing in other places that need resources Isn't as well. that crazy? And so, Isn't that crazy? But, I, you know, but my the students in the school have taught me that lesson, and you have as well, and so I uh, greatly, I know it's coming up. I, I encourage everybody that. to contribute to that as well. Thank but you. we really appreciate you having us in here today and Thank for uh, telling the world about my note. I appreciate that. Saul Kasowitz, president of Maya Note, and as I said when I made that appearance a few weeks ago, he has been so dedicated to the families of Maya Note, including ours. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, and today at Maya Note Yeshiva High School in their beautiful Beit Midrash here. In Teaneck, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course, on the NSN app. On Saturday night, March 5th, uh, Saul Kasowitz and the entire Mayanote family wants to see a full room, and they will. Make sure you make your reservation for the big 20th anniversary celebration dinner. Mayanote.org for information, or 201-833-4307, 201-833-4307. Bonnie Isaacowitz is here. Where's Bonnie? Good morning. Good morning, Nachum. How many times have I mentioned your name on the air in the last God knows how many in, years? In many contexts. In many contexts. Uh, Bonnie is founding a founding parent here at Mayanote, and we'll speak with her in a moment. Dina Block, who is an alumna and now teaches at Mayanote. 
I do. Good morning. Good morning. What is that like, having teaching in the place where you yourself got all this great education? It's great. The students always ask me, was it weird coming back? Right. Say, the first week was kind of weird calling all the <laughs> teachers by their first names. <laughs> but I, I got over that pretty quickly, and I loved it as a student, and it was a really great opportunity for me to come back here. Uh, what do you teach here? I teach Gemara and American History, and I'm also the director of student programming. Now, that's an interesting combination, Gemara and American History. Yeah. I, I like it. You became expert at both, huh? I, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and how many years are you doing this? This is my sixth year, I believe. Wow. Um, I, I, this often happens when I do shows like this. We refer back to something that was uh, mentioned earlier. I, I thought Roy Prince really, uh, I don't know if you heard the conversation, but I thought he really made a statement when he called himself a moderator in the classroom. That the yeah. you know that as opposed to a preacher, a teacher, someone who's conveying information, someone who's saying stuff and notes have to be taken, right? All that. I like that. Do, yeah. Do you feel the same way? Do you feel that that's that's the type of environment you have here at Miami? Definitely. That's the type of environment that it was like when I was a student. Very give and take. Very collaborative. Very all learning together. And that's definitely the type of environment that the faculty here creates. For right. The so students. what do we call that? We call that uh, the opportunity for open learning. Do we call that the uh, you know, encouraging those to think for themselves or, or both of those? What do we, what yeah, do we? I think it's student-driven learning. It's students guiding the learning. It's, it's you know, teachers definitely having some ideas that they want to convey, but really wanting the students to gain the skills to learn on their own. Uh, Dina Block teaches here now in uh, Mayanote, American History, Gemara, and uh, is an alumna here of uh, Mayanote Yeshiva High School. Bonnie Isaacowitz is here, and as we said, she's a founding parent. Now, what does that mean, founding parent? You remember from 20 years ago? Do I remember? <laughs> I, founding parent is probably a misnomer because my daughter, Adina, was three years old when the school was founded. Um, there was a groundswell of a kind of grassroots movement of parents that uh, had kids in seventh grade and were right. thinking that Teaneck, having three pizza shops, probably should have a girls' high school. <laughs> and I heard about it, and I had just finished uh, helping build the Yeshiva of North Jersey. And I knew that I could do some great things here, and I had a daughter. So I said, okay, get me in there, and let's work together and, and, and do this. And it was kind of like field of dreams. You know, if you build it, they will come. Except that they didn't come. <laughs> we had to drag them in. You have to imagine what it was like at the first open house. We had uh, the shell of an office building. We had uh, our wonderful principal, Esther Krauss, and two teachers. And imagine parents coming in with the potential of a high school. Um, could, could they be brave enough? And I actually remember the first class that came in, um, the acceptances were right around the time of your fundraiser. And I donated to your fundraiser in, in honor of the brave <laughs> 26 girls that agreed to come that first year. They were, they were champions. I know it doesn't sound like much, but that's, that, it does sound like it much, was though. A big deal. 26 is a very big deal. Wow. It was, it was. That's incredible. And, uh, and yeah, early days must be. So you weren't really a founding parent until many years later. That's right. Right. That's <laughs> well, right. I guess about ten years later, right? So in, yes. that, in that area. So I remember coming in after the summer. Right, I go to the bungalow colony with Lobo, 
And I came <laughs> home. I was working on the building, and they were delivering the lockers, and my daughter then was four. And I had no one to babysit for her. School hadn't started for her yet. And I had to come accept delivery of these beautiful lockers that you see outside the uh, window here. They're very nice. And uh, I said, uh, okay, Mom will come to school with me. And I brought her to the school. She looked down this gleaming hall of lockers and she said, Mommy, which one of these is mine? And I said, anyone you want. <laughs> and sure enough, years later. And years later, she was here. Bonnie Isaacowitz is here, founding parent. So 20-year celebration, this, is, this has a lot more meaning for for you than a lot of other parents that you know this whole big get together and the way this whole year has been approached by you know I think it's it's been a particular thrill for those of us who were here in those early heady days when we really didn't know we had a vision we had dreams and we just didn't know what was going to be and and looking around this this building and seeing that 26 group of of wonderful girls rattling around here we couldn't imagine that we'd have hundreds of girls and and uh, and teams the builder said oh you need a trophy case and we laughed we said we're going to have teams here like how is that going to work good opportunity to for a shout out to the Mayanote Rapids right Go Rapids. good opportunity for a shout out to the Mayanote Rapids uh, and all the success they're having in the different sports leagues. Sorry to need to interrupt you. No, that's okay. But that's a good story. You'll need a trophy case, and sure enough. <laughs> we laughed about that. Look how the trophies have built over the years. Sure, huh? sure. Uh, Bonnie Isikowitz, um, uh, Dina Block. Dina Block is also Director of Student Programming, and that is a that is quite a responsibility. Tell us what the Director of Student Programming does. Uh, I'm not in it by myself. I have right. a co-director. Um, but we're responsible for a lot of the extracurricular, informal uh, educational programming that goes on, along with uh, Sarah Gordon or Schreier, Zev Prince, um, and Alana Flamenhoff, to lead us. And we plan the Shabbatons. We plan color war. Um, and isn't it funny that a school that, and Bonnie could speak to this, you know, really established and well-known for its academia, isn't it amazing that when you become a parent, you see how critical the extracurricular activities are oh, and just how important they are? are. They absolutely are. And they, the kids really love them. I think it's really important in creating a holistic experience for the students. It can't just be about what they learn in the classroom. It has to be about all the things that they, they take in in the whole school experience. Did you have a favorite this year? Was there any one event or any one thing that happened extracurricular-wise that you look back and say, wow, that was great? The school Shabbaton is always a highlight, um, especially the end of the school Shabbaton and Malava Malka. Yeah, everyone, it's like a whole Shabbos, you know, bonding together as a school that builds up to it, and it's really just an unbelievable environment, unbelievable experience for the girls, and especially for us who put in a lot of work toward it. So it's re- very fulfilling. Unlike the uh, 26 that were here the first year, now they're knocking down the doors, right? Now they're now they're. Hundreds of applicants, I assume, each year, correct? Baruch Hashem. Yeah, I would guess. Thank you both for being here this morning. Thank Thank you you for welcoming us. Dina Block, she's heading back to the classroom. Indeed. (laughs) And Bonnie Isikowitz, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nachum. Known as a founding parent in quotation marks here at Mayanote Yeshiva High School. Dinner is coming up on March the 5th. Information at Mayanote.org. I want to thank our entire staff who's here. Uh, I want to thank uh, Miriam Alwalek. I want to thank ZK. I want to thank uh, Jamie Turkel, taking care of our social media. Go to the Nahum Single Network Facebook update page. I want to thank Yoni Pollock. I want to thank Stan in our studio. And, of course, Avrami, who is getting ready to take care of our programming all through the day. A big shout-out to Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography, who is here today snapping away some great photos. I'm told he's actually a faculty member here at Mayanote. Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography. There will be a lot of his amazing and incredible uh, photos that you will see uh, later on when you see the uh, uh, the different um, 
uh, the different pictures on social media and throughout the hallways of Mayanot Yeshiva High School. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Hallelujah, hallelujah, say my sin. Yogi, yogi, 
Zavram Freed here at JM in the AM Thursday, which means we have incredible programming all day long on our stream at jmtheam.org. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the boardroom with Charlie Harari. Spin class with Michael Fragan. He'll speak about Antonin Scalia and the Jews with uh, Columbia professor Seth Lipsky. He'll also talk primaries with Bar-Ilan professor Sam Lehman-Wiltzig. Jew in the City speaks with Allison Josephs at 10 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam Wallach. Annette Kaufman is her guest, co-founder of iShine, a project of High Lifeline. It happens at 10.30. Then our live lunch. I believe Avrami is going to be uh, doing that today. And then our stunt show with Leora Zomik sitting down with Mark Zomik to discuss the Super Bowl commercials through an advertising eye. I don't think they mean the Kosher Halftime Show Super Bowl commercials. I think they mean uh, the ones that people saw on uh, network television. Uh, so I'll be happy between one and two, a very interesting discussion. I want to thank Pam Ennis, Director of Community Relations, who worked very hard in advance and today to make sure that our visit to uh, Maya Note uh, would come off without a hitch. It's much appreciated. Thank you. And anybody who wants to watch what's happening, you can go to com. The entire video webcast is happening right now on the stream, or I should say on the uh, website of com. Check it out. And enjoy. And we remind you that we are here in advance of the 20th anniversary dinner for Maya Note that's happening on the 5th of March. Congregation Keta Torah. Before we move on to our, to our guests, to our students, I want to, um, I want to just acknowledge that, um, uh, this coming uh, Saturday night, Lincoln Square Synagogue and Ohel are presenting, uh, their amazing uh, concert. And they get together with the Lemmer Brothers, with Soul Farm, with Chazen Sherwood Goffin, with comedian Mark Wiener. That's all happening at Lincoln Square Synagogue this coming Saturday night. Information by contacting the uh, the shul. And uh, we'll have more about that tomorrow when we do our community calendar. And speaking of tomorrow, tomorrow's Friday. It means a full edition of our weekly update coming on starting at 7.40 tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. All right, we have a full complement of students with us. We have a Sarah Gordon. Where's Sarah? Hi. Hey there, Sarah. Good morning. Hi, Booker Tov. Sarah Gordon is the Director of Student Activities. Oh, that must be a tough job. <laughs> that must be a tough job. You put together a great program. Half the place loves it. Half the place complains about it. I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just proje- I'm just projecting the way it works everywhere else in the Jewish world. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Sophie Dubitsky Hi. is here. Where's Sophie? Hi. Hi, Sophie. What is your official title here? Student? Student, class rep, you know. Oh, you're a class rep. I'm a class rep. Congratulations. Thank you. Was that a tough election? Yeah. It was. But you came out on top. It was you. worth it. <laughs> and Noah Barta is here. Noah, how are you? I'm great. Thank nice you. Nice to meet you as well. And are you all seniors, juniors? What grades are represented here? Both We're seniors. both seniors. Bo- oh, and you are? Teacher. I'm a teacher. Okay. Sophie and Noah are both <laughs> I apologize for that. Sarah, it, isn't that the greatest compliment that you've ever gotten? Um, <laughs> Sophie and Noah are both two of our uh, main student leaders here, so we're very excited that. <laughs> Is that a great spit talk. or what? I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sarah. Uh, no worries. I'm just trying to reco- recover from the thing that's going to be most talked about for the Maya Note show today. <laughs> that's all. All right. Uh, so, Sarah, you're saying that these you need great student leadership to be a great director of student activities, that don't you? That is correct. You? Without the students at the helm, 
without them telling you what their needs are in terms of great programming, it's impossible to implement wonderful things. That's true. I and mean, a big part of what we try to do in my note, I think, is really allow the programming and the activities to be driven by our student leaders. They come up with the vision, and we try to give them really the official training to allow them to implement it, to learn how to build programs, how to reflect. You know, it's funny, people use this term so often now, leadership training and trying to get, uh, you know, trying to convey this to the students to become leaders and to implement what needs to be done in order to pick up the skills uh, to be leaders. And um, to what degree can you give them the, uh, the flexibility or the wherewithal to do all this? Is this something that, you know, you literally can take projects and put them in the laps of the students and say, <laughs> go and run with it? You know, you, or or you know, can you do it to that extent? Uh, well, I think Sophie Noah could probably probably give give a few examples. I mean, something I can share is that we've tried to really carve out time in the schedule, um, whether it's right before school starts, taking a full half day to really bring in professionals who can train the students to give them official sessions. I think a lot of times in high schools, we just kind of people think that you throw students into leadership and you give them responsibility and they'll be able to figure it out. What we really believe in is trying to be very intentional about it, trying right. to teach students, trying to give them the training so they can really succeed and take those skills with them when they graduate as well. So the real answer to my question is that it's the ultimate goal you want to reach. They're literally doing it on their own eventually, yeah. you know, even if it takes some time, even if it takes the year. All right, um, uh, Noah and Sophie. And by the way, Sophie is uh, Shiraz's daughter, correct? Yeah. So congratulations. You'll be at the dinner on the 5th of March, I'm sure. Well, that's very exciting. Your parents really into this? Are they really excited about it? They're really excited, and they really deserve it. So No, yeah. that's, that's clear, and congratulations again to them. Uh, all right, give us some examples. Sophie, Noah, what can you tell us that happened this year that's going on as we speak that would be a good example of what Sarah Gordon, the Director of Student Activities, was just talking about? Yeah, okay, so... In the beginning of the year, our school had an opening bonfire event, a bonding event, like integrate all the goods together, and I had to go to the fire department and get a permit to have um, to have a bonfire, and it was a really different experience because it made you feel like you're really in charge of the event, and I had to go to the town. And you're the like, liaison. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and without you, and without a successful venture, ain't no, bone, ain't no bonfire. No, everyone worked really, really hard to put it together. It was a great event, but it was a good way to ease me into planning things for the rest of the year. Right. Yeah, look, you know, you get, you get the opportunity to speak to town officials. That's, gonna, that's a big step in high school as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what can you tell us, uh, Sophie? Give us an example. Um, so right now we're planning the Perim Chagiga. Right. And it's kind of, we have these papers that you fill out, like you fill out location and who's in charge of what. And I think it teaches everyone, like, Everyone has to take a role, and it really is all in the students' hands. And, like, by assigning different people, you know it gets done, and leadership is spread throughout GEO, which is great. And it's really successful because Mayo has given us the tools to teach us how to plan events and how to be successful leaders. You know what this reminds me of? And, uh, Sarah, I don't know if you uh, agree with me or not. I think in the old days, the you know it, it was sort of like the yearbook committee. Like everybody had a job, and you know they wanted to participate, etc. Today, it's like it's not just yearbook. It's like thirty other things that are going on, and everyone gets an opportunity to you know to play a role. And if you don't get a leadership role in this thing, you get a leadership role in another thing. It's just there's so many things happening now. It's much much different. 
Uh, right, for sure. I think we really try to provide a lot of different experiences, um, a lot of different options for students to step up in leadership, to, especially if any students come to, come to us or come to GEO members with different ideas. We try to really give them the opportunities and the support to, to allow it to happen. I think also just creating space also not just for the training but also for reflection. I think what really contributes to the fact that we have such a successful and I think strong GEO leadership is the fact that they're willing to take a step back to allow myself and, and Mrs. Dina Block to really run these kind of reflection sessions where they can think about what went well, what didn't go well, and how to really improve for the future. Very nice. Uh, 20th anniversary has helped on all this programming. Has it given an extra special boost uh, to the programming? Oh, my gosh. We are so excited about the 20th year anniversary. (laughs) And we had an amazing um, cafe night event. Oh, I heard this was cool. Oh, my. It was so cool. There were flashing lights, and we got a a performer (laughs) to come. It was very, it was so amazing. All right. So at least we know that that was a big success, and you should be very proud of it. And the 20th anniversary celebration continues. It'll go all the way until the last day of school, right? That is correct. Why not? May as well. <laughs> big dinner is uh, Saturday night, March the 5th, celebrating 20 years of Mayanote. And we recommend everybody get their reservations into Mayanote.org. Uh, how are the Rapids doing? Everybody happy with the way the Rapids are doing? Yeah, I actually have my varsity volleyball playoffs tonight in Queens. We spoke That's about Central. that. You're going up against Central? Yes. All right, we're officially yeah, wishing yeah. luck to both teams, of course. But, you know, if you come back with a victory, it wouldn't be a bad thing. That's the plan. Not, that is the plan, I'm sure. And... Uh, and uh, that's just one example, the athletics of all the extracurricular activities here at Mayanote. Ladies, anything you want to add? Not if you have the JMNAM audience listening to every word you have to say. Anything you want to tell us before you, uh, yeah, you wrap I, up? Yeah. I think that something that Mayanote has really provided at these leadership trainings is that it teaches us that like leadership isn't just being in the spotlight. It's not just having like the ability to take control of everything. At these like leadership trainings, we learned that leadership is about taking the best out of everyone, and putting it all together to create amazing programming and an amazing event. And it's not, like, yeah, it's about sharing the spotlight and taking the best of everyone. And that's when you get to be successful. Utilizing the best abilities everybody brings to the table. Yeah. That's what it's all about. <laughs> uh, well, thank you both, Noah Barda and Sophie Dubitsky. Good luck today in school. Sarah Gordon, Director of Student Activities. Looks like you have the chance to work with some great students each yeah, day. Yeah, we're really, really proud of our student leaders. And not just really what they do in my note, but really hearing from alumni, seeing how they step up in leadership roles in college and Israel. Really yeah, excited to see where they go. It does go way beyond this, right? <laughs> Thank God. That's the whole point. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Have a More great day. More coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM. We're live at Mayanote Yeshiva High School on this special Thursday edition of JM in the AM. Keep it right here, everybody. Oh, 
I assume he's a faculty member, Yosef Siegel, if he's here, right? How else would he have gotten into the building? I'm assuming he's a faculty member. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Mayanot Yeshiva High School. This has been a, a really wonderful visit. We always, always anticipate and plan. And as I said earlier, Pam and has put together a great list of guests. And we anticipate what visits the schools will be like and how prideful they'll be for our audience and for the Jewish community. And I don't know, this this show, like all the others, never disappoints or has not disappointed. Uh, more guests in a moment on a couple of very special projects going on here at Maya Note, which I'm sure will intrigue our audience. First, let me remind you that we have incredible programming on our stream all day long at jmdn.org and on the NSN app. The Boardroom with Charlie Harari follows at 9 a.m. Spin Class with Michael Fragan. The primaries will be the focus of his talk of his show, and Antonin Scalia, uh, the uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice who just passed away. Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs, happening at uh, 10 a.m. That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach, with guest Annette Kaufman, co-founder of iShine, a project of High Lifeline. Then our live lunch, and then the stunt show with Leora Zomik sitting down with Mark Zomik to discuss the Super Bowl commercials through the eye of an advertising genius. Happy birthday. Is that today? What's today's English date? Yeah, today is Ken Friedman's birthday, our fearless leader at WFMU. And thank God nothing technically went wrong early this morning where I had to wake up. What's happened? Where something happened in the middle of the night, we had to wake him on his birthday at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Glad that didn't happen today. Who told you that, by the way? Matis? Yes, Ken Friedman.
And not everybody's been able to get me to focus on the JMAM fundraiser, which is upcoming on March the 7th, but Maya Note is giving me an opportunity to focus a little bit this morning on it because on day two, on day two, that Tuesday, Maya Note is going to be coming in to help us fundraise and convince people that we are a worthwhile cause to support. And I thank Mizeth for that. She always coordinates that from this building. And she's, of course, Ilana Flamenhaft, who is the assistant principal of Mayanote Yeshiva High School for Girls. It is always a pleasure to have you on the air. Look at her. She's always smiling. She's always happy. No wonder this building is always vibrant. It's, I it's love coming by. to my note, and I'm always happy to be here. I know JM and M is like your second favorite place. We it always is my ta- we're, second we're favorite second place. fiddle to my note. You always love coming here every single day. That's why for I most out people, to Matis, the, so we could come to the fundraiser. Well, I appreciate that, but for most people, the JM and M excursion is like the highlight of their year. For you, being here every day is the highlight of your year. That is 100 percent true. You have a couple of great students with you, correct? I have great students here with me. Avigail Shapiro is here. Where's Avigail? Hi. Hey there, Avigail. How are you? Good. How are you? Where are you from? White Plains. I'm already in my uh, in my marathon mode. That's asking right. people where they're from. Uh, White Plains, New York. And uh, Denny Tamam is here. Hi. And Denny says I have pronounced her last name correctly. Yes, you did. Where are you from, Denny? West Orange. West Orange, New Jersey. All right. We were just in West Orange a couple of weeks ago. How do you like that? All right. Um, Ilana Flamenhaft always brings us guests who do special things in my note. We've done a lot of great things this morning. We spoke about the dinner academics, secular Hebrew, but this is where the show really gets exciting because we get to hear about stuff that a lot of other schools don't do and that are really unique to this student body. Uh, let's start with Heartbeats, I guess. Uh, Denny? Yes. You're the co-business head of Heartbeats. Saul I Kass- am. Saul, <laughs> Saul, with great pride, she says. Saul Kassowitz, the president of the school, mentioned what kind of pride he and others in the administration take with the program. Describe to our audience what is Heartbeats. Heartbeats is an event that the My Note students that the My Note students throw. It's completely student run. It's us um it's a night of song and dance and we have multiple dance performances, we have song performances and all of the money that we raise goes to um a charity of our choice and it's a different charity every year and the whole entire event is completely student run. When does this take place? What month? Um this year it's taking place June first, oh, seven so PM. So it's like Save a whole day. year of planning. Yes. It's uh have you chosen a charity? Year. We have. We have chosen Bat Melech. Um it is the only Orthodox um shelter for women who are victims of domestic abuse. Wow. We um we are very excited about it. That is wonderful and I'm sure they appreciate the support and uh it, it must you know, look, all these programs are amazing and working on them is fantastic. When it takes an entire year, though, I mean, it's essentially yeah. 10 months of working on it, right? Yes, that is correct. It, it must be something just that pervades. It's very stressful. <laughs> I didn't mean stressful. I meant, it's very busy. I meant a lot that, of work it's, that it stays in. in the headlines of the school yes. for 10 months. It's on yes. everyone's mind all this time. Yes. There's What's, a lot of work involved because they have to pick the music, right. they have to pick the dances, they have to choreograph. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What's happening in February? Like, what's the focus of this month? Or just we just keep building up until we finally get to the event? In order to have a very professional performance that's deserving of community attendance, you have to practice for many, many, many months. Right. June. 
June 1st. All right, everyone keep that in mind. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on June the 1st. It's Heartbeats. Uh, Miss F., you can attest to the fact that in the past this has been really a successful program. You've uh, seen some outstanding Since 2008, stuff. this has been an amazing, amazing performance. I urge everybody to come. Uh, you will enjoy your evening, and you will be supporting a very worthy cause. All right, so that's happening on the 1st of June. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we spent some time talking about this before it happened last year. We'll do it again this year. Yes, you know? we definitely will. We'll invite the audience and encourage everybody to come. And we, and we want a sold-out place. We, we want, want to be a sold-out sold out place. That is correct. In fact, Ms. F says we want standing room only. Forget sold-out. We want that beyond sold-out. That is correct. <laughs> uh, and, uh, 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 Denny, you must have a lot of students working on your committee, people that you are yes. working with to make this a success. Yes. We're not naming all of them this morning, right? <laughs> but it's a big committee, I guess. Song heads, dance heads. Right. can imagine. Uh, Avigail Shapiro is here. Uh, again, something unique. I remember speaking to Pam about this. I said, uh, you gotta put, you got to put somebody on from the Bat Mitzvah program because I would doubt that too many other educational institutions do this type of thing, or if they do, it's not exactly like this. Uh, Avigail Shapiro is here. Explain what the Bat Mitzvah program is all about. So two years ago, we decided that we wanted to do something that would impact a girl who was becoming a Bat Mitzvah, and we decided that we would try and find a girl that was looking to have a Bat Mitzvah but couldn't necessarily afford one or wasn't able to have one on her own. So we found a girl. We found, so two years ago, we had three girls come, and... We created a bat mitzvah celebration in our school for her, and all the Mayan note students were involved. They came. They added so much ruach. And then this year, this past year, we focused on one girl, and we we got different sponsorships, and we made it something that every girl would want. Like, we decided that we were going to try and make it. We thought of everything that we had at our own bat mitzvahs, and we tried to bring it and make an event that was unforgettable. Yeah, I mean, I followed this a little bit last year. I followed what was going on with this bat mitzvah. It, it seems like no detail was spared. And I, I don't, you know, without revealing too much information, I think one can say that last year's experience for the bat mitzvah and her family was a life changer, right? This was yes. something that really has stayed with her since then. It really has. Right? And we learned with her also, so that was... Something really nice. I think that this has really changed her in a way that she maintains a relationship with my note students this year. She's come to our Simcha Shoeva. She still has chavrusas with my note seniors. And when we started this bat mitzvah program, as much as we wanted to give her the bat mitzvah of her dreams, we also wanted to facilitate her entry into Judaism and hope that this would um, help her have a consistent relationship with Judaism. And we're so happy to see that it's really worked, and she's still got a relationship with her Yiddishkeit yeah. and with the Mino girls who are helping her do that. It is hard to call that program anything but a success. Thank God. Thank it God. It was really something. And this year, what are we, what are we doing? Well, we started talking about it. <laughs> We're looking for a girl now, and we want to make it even bigger. This happens toward the end of the school year, the yeah. actual celebration? Uh, are you looking for suggestions? Is this something that you know people who might have a good suggestion yeah, should sure. be in touch with you? That's right. We reach out to various Kirov organizations right. so that they can find us um, the right person with the right situation. And uh, if people know of somebody that we should uh, be running this program for, we're definitely open to suggestions. We've heard of summer programs and organizations that you know make weddings and shevabrachas for different people, and obviously this is a you know a comparable event. But I, I never heard of you know a group of students in the hundreds you know getting together to make a bat mitzvah celebration. That's why I thought this was so unique. It's so incredible. And then when you add that whole factor, 
that it really changed her life. And again, I know some of the details, so it's heartwarming when you know what's going on behind the scenes. It changed her life and, and, and the lives of people around her. It's just, it's just incredible. And as you just confirmed, it goes on till now. I mean, yeah, you know, many, exactly. many, many months later. Exactly. And if I could add now. one other sure. component. In my note, we're really trying to empower the girls and teach the girls how to get real-life experience. And I'm sure Avi Gal could tell you all the sponsorships and donations that they got and how they right. reached out to all of these people to donate generously to the program. They reached out to these um, businesses and organizations, and they got all of the donations, and it really gave them real-life experience how to accomplish all of these things, and there was that component to it also. What do you do? You walk into an establishment and say, we need a great celebration for this girl, and they can't turn you away when you do that. It's true. It's we impossible. We reached out to a few, and everyone was really kind, very generous. Azamar DJ donated their time, and Five Star Caterers, and we had many other sponsorships. Very nice. Very nice. Call out Kavod to all of them. Good luck this year. Good luck this year with Heartbeats. Good luck this year with the Bat Mitzvah. And keep us up to date on all. You know we always like to be kept updated on everything yes, that's happening. Nahum, you are here. great to us. We can never I thank you enough. That. Thank you so much. Assistant Principal Ilana Flamenhaft. Uh, we'll see her in a couple of weeks uh, when she comes down with more students to our fundraiser. Thank because you. Because we want to help JM in the M, which we think is one of the best programs ever. I appreciate that. I want you to start the school day later so they could listen to more of JM in the M, but you're still not doing that. I'm huh? all for it. I'm but all for it. But for some reason, you're facing opposition here when it comes to I don't to know that. where that comes I from. I also don't know. You and I are on the same page. And we nobody, are on the same page. And nobody out there wants to listen to us. Anyway, uh, Denny Tamab. Of uh, Heartbeats at Abigail Shapiro introducing the Bat Mitzvah program to us. Thank you to all of you for joining us. JM and the AM is here from Mayanot Yeshiva High School. And I remind you that we're here in advance of the big dinner happening on March 5th. The congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck, Mazaltov again to Ria and Tim Lavar, to Chumi and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, to Shara and Doug Dubitsky, Dr. Julie Goldstein, who I'm told is going to be joining us all coming up. Mazal Tov on the 20th anniversary celebration of Mayanot. Go to mayanot.org for all the information. More coming up here at JM in the AM.
Thank you, Shlomo Simcha. Orech Yamim, off of the Nafshenu Fusion CD. Remember, tomorrow, JM in the AM for a Friday means Malcolm Holine will join us for a complete and a full weekly update. We didn't get to a full weekly update last week because of the Israel schedule, but we did have him on the air. A uh, great day on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Make sure to keep it on the website and on the uh, on the app, the NSN app, throughout the entire day. Check out our photos on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Nina Beeler is here, head mechanechet and director of admissions at Maya Note. Nina and I were just reminiscing that the last time we spoke on the air was about the uh, open house. I don't know if you heard the conversation. Good morning to you, by the way. Good morning. I don't know if you heard the uh, conversation I was having earlier uh, with Bonnie, but uh, it, we're way past the stage where there are 26 students who are hopefully considering coming to my The open house this year attracted hundreds, correct? Most successful ever in terms of numbers? I think it actually was, and our uh, applicant pool is actually the biggest that it's ever been, which is also super exciting. Which means that you're going to have quite a class next year. I think we're, we're hoping and expecting that. And, uh, you know, what, I think what's amazing about Mayano is no matter how big the grade gets, each student gets an individualized experience, and that's really amazing for her. Um. At this point, the, do you get a sense, and this, this is really a question that may be so difficult to answer, but do you get a sense from those who show up to the Open House what they're looking for? I, obviously, there are plenty of parents and students in eighth grade who just come here because they are touring different schools. I get that. Sure. But do you get a specific theme from a group or a segment or a subset? of any of them, of what they're looking for and why they'd be attracted here? Right. Well, I mean, I think the universal theme among all parents is that they want to make sure that their students are happy and their student, their daughters are happy right. and challenged in school. Um, so that's certainly, I think, priority A for everybody. But I think coming into Maya Note, looking for a nuanced experience um, in an all-female environment that compromises in nothing in terms of education, in terms of extracurriculars, that believes that our students can really leave here thinking that every opportunity and every door is open to them. I think that's really exciting and empowering. And the parents and the students come here, they see that, um, and they feel like this is going to be a place that really specializes in the teenage young Jewish woman. And getting that specialized experience is important for a lot of families. Is it unfair to ask you what percentage of applicants will uh, will be invited here? That, that would be an unfair question. <laughs> we try right? not to publicize that yeah, just I for guess. the sensitivity of people that don't. But I guess the point in. I'm trying to make is, again, as uh, unlike years ago, they're knocking down the doors at this point. Oh, for sure. My right. first year here, um, I wasn't in the admissions role, but my first year, the ninth grade class had, I think, 29 students in it, and and that wasn't even the very beginning, and now all these years later, and one grade is, you know, there's a, the 12th grade is triple that size, so how exciting is that? We've They're going to so be far. close to 100 graduating? Uh, nine, I think close to 90 graduating, unreal, right? Congratulations. So I think the, thank you. Boy, oh boy, I'll yeah. tell you, amazing. 
And the building looks amazing. Thank you. Why I'm mentioning this with you, I don't know, but I said it earlier. <laughs> Maybe because you're I'll director of admissions, it. yeah. it's one of the things that people should know about. Yeah. The building looks great. Bait Midrash is beautiful. There's a spirit that, you know, even when I walked the empty halls this morning, <laughs> there is a spirit the way the... Uh, uh, the, the students have decorated the school the way they take pride in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I don't know, there's just, uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, uh, laughter and uh, good cheer mm-hmm. in these hallways. Absolutely. The atmosphere here is right. really something that cannot be matched. Uh, and we attribute that exclusively to our students and what they bring to the school. Um, I think they have a real sense of empowerment and a real sense of taking initiative. And they contribute in so many different ways to make this place their own and to shape their experience so that it's really it's really about them. We should mention, even though I, now I realize we're really uh, <laughs> starting to get toward the end of the show, but I, I want to mention your Head Mechanechet here. Yeah. That's a unique program for my note. Uh, a very unique and very special program, something I've been a part of for 12 years, where students have um, an advisor and they meet uh, every week in a small group of about 15 um, and we talk about issues that are really relevant to their lives as young Jewish women trying to navigate the complex world of 2016 Um, we talk about issues of self-esteem we talk about issues of um, friendships uh, leadership uh, what happens after high school a lot Um, of complicated issues lots of stuff for sure Um, and it's something for each student and also to um, really help them grow and shape in their own individual identity and be critical thinkers about the world. Yeah, well, again, I've heard as an insider about some of the things that go on in that program, and they're yeah. very, very valuable. Congratulations yeah. to you on that. I think I mentioned last time we spoke that I had your daughter, Yonina, last year. Ah, there you go. Shout out so. to Yonina Siegel. Hey, Yonina. Yeah, she's here somewhere. <laughs> there she is, right there. Um, all right. Uh, Nina Beeler, uh, Head Mechanecha, Director of Admissions, I thank her. Julie Goldstein, Congratulations. Thank you. I don't know if I should congratulate you first on this rumor that you're moving to Israel. I, is that that's the that's, I think, uh, you know, uh, that's the first that's Mazel Tov. The plan, and um, I appreciate that. Thank you. So Mazel Tov to you. But as was pointed out earlier, it's a big loss to my note. Um, but I'm not going to you know sit here and be sad about it. We're going to look back at your accomplishments and wish you Mazel Tov on being Teacher of the Year. Teacher of the Year. Thank you. That's I think I'm taking that as my my new first name. Teacher of the Year Goldstein. That's how, we, that. that's how we refer to you now. Teacher of the Year Julie Goldstein. <laughs> so congratulations. Dinner is coming up, of course, at the. Uh, 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 at Congregation Ketta Torah on the 5th of March. We're anticipating and encouraging everybody uh, to go. Um, uh, what have you been teaching all these years at Maya Note? I've been at Maya Note um, not since its inception, but uh, since way in the beginning. And I've been teaching mostly Jewish history and Jewish philosophy. Um, and it was really the, uh, you know, the expectations um, that Maya Note had of me from the very beginning um, that encouraged me and sparked um, the, an interest in pursuing the critical thinking that I had tried to impart to my students, pursu- honing it in myself. And so that's why I ultimately ended up studying Jewish history at the, the graduate level, um, because I was inspired, inspired by the students and by the faculty and by the administration at Mayano throughout, throughout the years. Uh, so I've mostly been focusing on Jewish history, because that's, um, that's what I've studied myself. Um, that's my primary area of interest. I also find that Jewish history is an entryway to all types of discussions. Uh, everybody, everybody can learn Jewish history. It's all about uh, history. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. the, in order to explore their own Jewish identity and right. understand w- where they stand on certain issues, Jewish history is for everyone. So in terms of critical thinking, in terms of being able to analyze texts, all texts that you encounter throughout your life, bulletin boards, uh, commercials, uh, newspaper articles, Anything that you encounter as a text, essentially, um, in order to be able to, to 
really um, develop that in, in my students, develop that in myself, and to think very, um, very deeply about who I am as a Jew, who my, allow my students to think about who they are as Jews. And as you uh, say, I, I pursue Jewish history. And, and as you say, text, I'm saying not just text, but context. It gives, yeah. it gives you a real context. Yeah, absolutely, to know uh, about origins, to right. understand the development of how we got to where we are today. Uh, plus, add Jewish philosophy and Israel advocacy, yes. as yes. your bio says, for the big dinner yes, coming absolutely. up. And uh, there you have the whole package of what you've been able to accomplish here. Congratulations on that. Okay. You represent, and I'm sure this is meaningful to you, you know you represent up there as Teacher of the Year an amazing staff here, secular yes. and uh, Jewish education. I mean, you have some great faculty members and uh, every one of them and again i love that we've been able to develop a theme here this morning it's one of the things i always crave when i come to a school and, and that is this whole what Rabbi prince said earlier about you know being a moderator being somebody who's in the classroom to serve as a again not a referee but to serve as somebody who can you know allow the students to bounce all these ideas around the room and to and to learn through that experience and you are representing a faculty at this dinner that is really doing all that. You know, it's not a platitude or a cliche for me to say that I am um, honored to, to, to be Teacher of the Year and to represent this amazing faculty. I've always, there's always been a sense of collegiality, of a serious intellectual exchange amongst the faculty that carries over, uh, transfers over into the way we teach and into the atmosphere at Maya Note. So uh, the faculty plays a very large role, um, obviously, in um, creating that atmosphere. Uh, and I've been groomed, I've been groomed um, here in the halls of Maya Note, as have other faculty members. Right. And uh, I'm, I really feel it's, it's really, really very meaningful to me. It means a lot um, to, to represent this group of people. Well, you take it seriously, and that's exactly what I meant, that you know that you're up there not just representing yourself, but really a great staff that's doing great work in every classroom uh, throughout the entire school. Congratulations. Mazal Tov. Okay. Enjoy the honor. It. should be a very nice night. March the 5th is Saturday night uh, when they're going to be uh, celebrating 20th, 20 years of Maya Note. Congratulations to all the honorees. The dinner is in memory of Avar and Lichtenstein whose vision was so key at the beginning of this and throughout the entire tenure of uh, his life, uh, at the beginning of my note as well. And uh, the honorees include Ria and Tim Levart, Chomi and Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, Sharon, Doug Dubitsky, and Dr. Julie Goldstein, one of our guests in our final segment this morning as Teacher of the Year. I thank you both, and congratulations, and enjoy the dinner on the 5th of March. Uh, a great Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. And uh, on behalf of Stacy Siegel and myself, I want to take this opportunity to thank my note. It's been three-plus years of uh, a quality education, three-plus years of a family environment that really has done uh, some wonderful things, uh, not just for us, but for the hundreds of families that we've encountered over all these years, and we thank them very, very much. And a big shout-out to Mayanot Yeshiva High School. Uh, we've met some wonderful people this morning. I want to thank Pam Ennis, who took, and, and it's always like this, when you, you have somebody on the other end taking their role as producer uh, from the institution, to bring great guests to the forefront. When you have someone take that seriously, it adds and really helps create a great show. So she's Director of Community Relations here. I thank Pam. Let's have a nice round of applause for Pam. Everybody here at Maya Note, Saul Kasowitz, the president, and everybody who uh, planned this morning and uh, and helped shape it into a great morning. It's much appreciated. Our staff, including Miriam L. Wallach and uh, Jamie Turkel and ZK and uh, Yoni Pollock, and Stan back in the studio, and Avrami in our New York studio, and everybody who have played a role in putting together this show. It's much appreciated. Today we have an amazing day on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. 
which means that uh, at 9 o'clock, just two minutes from now, you'll hear Charlie Harari with his edition this week of The Boardroom, Spin Class with Michael Fragan, talk about Antonin Scalia and the primaries. Uh, that'll be between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Jew in the City speaks with Allison Josephs at 10. 10.30 for That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. She'll speak with Annette Kaufman, co-founder of iShine, a project of High Lifeline. And after our live lunch, the stunt show, we'll have Leora Zamek speaking to Mark Zamek about Super Bowl commercials through the advertising eye. That should be very, very interesting. Thank you to Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography for being here this morning. And snapping away, he is not only somebody who uh, travels with us when he's available to uh, take great pictures of what we do on the road, including in Israel, and I hope you've seen some of those pictures on our social media, uh, but he's also a faculty member here at Mayanot. That's right. Could you imagine? Some uh, wonderful ladies in our community who are studying photography, and they get the opportunity with one of the experts out there, and that is much appreciated. Tomorrow, JM and the AM will feature a full, complete Bezrat Hashem weekly update starting at 740 in the morning. Here at JM in the AM, Malcolm Honline will join us. I believe he'll be back from Israel at that point, and you'll have an opportunity to uh, hear what he has to say about the events of this week, and uh, I hope you'll take the opportunity to join us and be part of our usual stellar Friday morning programming um, at JM in the AM on all of our radio stations and, of course, on the stream at jmtheam.org and on the NSN app. And uh, speaking of schools, I want to just give a special shout-out uh, to our friends in Manhattan Day School, who I'm told have their first basketball game tonight. Wishing them the best of luck. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Today broadcasting live from Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls. Teaneck, New Jersey. Round the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. We started the show by pointing out, Miriam L. Wallach and I, how fitting it is to be in one of our educational institutions that spend so much time and so much effort educating their students when it comes to Israel. And of course, we wrap up our broadcast on this Thursday with Hatikva. Thank you very much to everybody at Mayanot Yeshiva High School for inviting us and letting us be part of this great Thursday program. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. And remember, all day long on the stream at jmnam.org and, of course, on the NSN app. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.